All right. What in the world? Uh, looks like we're going to have some fun tonight. Software being a pill already. But we'll get through it, I hope. Anyway, I'll have the opening for you in just a second, just as soon as the clip computer allows me. <laughs> it's a fun, fun moment. If it wasn't for little things like this, I wouldn't have anything else to do. Everything would be all set and automated and ready to go. <clears throat> ah, now, let's see here. Uh, I need this. And I need this. And that. And that. And let's see now. Let's see if this works. I hope. Welcome to Firefox News Online. America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Justice. 
now. Talking points, talking points. Uh, yeah, this is going to really work well. Okay, so it's not going to work well. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. As I said before, welcome to the broadcast. Yeah, I know. It's just one of them Tuesday night Moments. <laughs> I know, I know. I it's it just boggles the mind, you know. It kind of boggles the mind, you know. When when things, if if everything was meant to work, one hundred percent, it would. But not everything works one hundred percent, so it won't. Well, actually, there's one thing that actually works one hundred percent. It's called reading the inside of one's eyelids. Because once you fall into a nice deep sleep and you start snoring your ass off, you if you're married, and believe me, I've been married and I'm divorced, uh, when, you're, when, when your wife turns around and starts slamming you in the back with her elbow or in the side with her elbow and screaming, Honey, you're snoring. That's when you realize it's... You got to do something about it, or pray, or pray for a miracle that your wife breaks her arm when she goes to nudge you in the side or in the back. I know, I know, it's a terrible thing. I mean, it's not that I didn't love my ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. Now, why isn't this friggin' opening? Oh, good Lord. I had to do it manually. Fucking pain in my balls. All right. Talking points time. I hope. And now, America, it is time for talking points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Good evening and welcome to the broadcast. The coronavirus pandemic is not showing any signs of slowing. In fact, President Trump announced updated guidelines for the nation. It was 15 days, now it's 30. The Coronavirus Task Force through the White House has stated that apparently, by their estimation, anywhere between 100,000 and 240,000 deaths may occur as a result of the coronavirus. I pray that they're wrong. I truly do, because that's a pretty high casualty rate. And who do we have to thank for this? Why, none other than China. Yes, China. That country is the reason coronavirus has spread globally. They have lied to us. They have conned us. They have done nothing to help us. Yet they accuse U.S. soldiers of 
this in the first place. Really, China? Oh, you need to grow a brainstem, President Xi. Okay, and by the way, if you think for one minute we're going to forget that China is the location, the country that coronavirus came from, boy, are you in for a big motherfucking surprise. I sure the fuck won't forget. Not unless I get hit on the head and end up with amnesia, or I end up with dementia or some form of Alzheimer's, which uh, I hope doesn't happen. But let's face it, if I'm not going to forget it, none of the American people are going to forget it either, especially the people that actually understand it came from China and not Canada. So let's get that out of the way. Now, it is conceivable that the additional 15 days that the president has tacked on with the you know guidelines having been 15 and now they're 30 may help. But let me put something out there. We have survived as a nation many things in our history. And America, we will survive this too. I can't stress that enough. We will find a vaccine, maybe even a cure. Who knows? But the bottom line is we're not giving up as a nation, and that's all there is to it. We're fighters. Americans are fighters. We will fight to survive by any means necessary. But let me give you a piece of friendly advice. If you think for one minute you can't catch coronavirus, well, guess again. Blabbermouth Chris Cuomo over at CNN tested positive for coronavirus. That's right. He tested positive. Now, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, had stated that the Trump impeachment trial diverted the attention of the government as the coronavirus entered the United States. And you know something? He's right. If our country hadn't been, how shall I put this? If our country hadn't been distracted by Democrats' attempts to destroy a sitting president with bullshit impeachment articles and a ridiculously unnecessary trial, we would have probably caught on to this coronavirus situation a lot faster, a lot sooner. And believe you me, I cannot sit here and just not blame the Democrats for screwing us yet again. I mean, there's a fine line. There's a fine line, and the Democrats crossed it. So they want to blame Trump for a lot of problems with the coronavirus. They want to say he was slow to act. Well, guess what? He wasn't slow to act. You want to know something? Trump acted faster than that son of a bitch who held the office of president hostage for eight years, Barack Obama. Barack Obama let 14 months go by while H1N1, the swine flu, was coursing through this country. It did not reach the pandemic and fatal level that coronavirus has reached. But by God, Obama was slow to act. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that his lack of action for 14 months 
could have cost this country a lot more than coronavirus is costing us right now. We were fortunate. It didn't. But right now, America, we need to stand together. We need to stand firm at a distance, but stand firm nonetheless. I don't believe God brought us this far in our lives to drop our collective bodies on the ground head first. I firmly believe the good Lord above brought us together in times of crisis to remind us that we're not alone and that we can together make a huge difference. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. All right. Glad to have everybody listening or watching wherever you happen to be. And we are live, large and in charge from our studios here in the Hudson Valley, which is nice. Not exactly a garden spot of anywhere. I mean, the Hudson Valley is beautiful during the spring and summertime. You ought to check it out. If you, as soon as this, if coronavirus uh, clears up to the point where people can go back outside again, I'm hoping that it happens during the summertime because if you're looking for places to check out. Trust me, there are places in the Hudson Valley uh, that are absolutely drop-dead nice. So, we are at it yet again, folks. We are at it yet again. 347-945-5747. Now, recently, I don't remember if it was on this broadcast or on uh, on my on, our, on a friend's broadcast uh, or a Crazy Nation Radio. I don't remember if it was there or here, but someone had brought up about the situation at the Dutchess County Jail. I think it was Ron who brought this up on his show. Um, but see, the thing is. Uh, I do have a story that came out on the 20th, and I never got a chance to get to it. All those bunks, extra bunks and everything. Well, guess what? According to the Poughkeepsie Journal, which which is part of the USA Today network, uh, not exactly the most trustworthy network because of what they did to gun owners, if you remember that interactive map that, that showed where gun owners lived a few years ago. But I double-checked on this today. I uh, made a couple of discreet phone calls, and I spoke to a friend of mine uh, who uh, happens to work with at the uh, homeless shelter. And, yeah, Coronavirus, okay, has forced the Dutchess County Jail, yes, folks, listen carefully, the Dutchess County Jail 
to host a temporary homeless shelter amid the COVID-19 outbreak. The Dutchess County Sheriff's Department and county government have coordinated with local organizations to make the vacant temporary shelters, pods, homeless shelters. Yep. So there's that. They are getting... They, 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 this was uh, reported on, on March 20th and updated the, the following day. And uh, I'm not surprised. Um, oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm going to warn you about those virus scans on cell phones. By the way, folks, this is something you need to know. There are some antivirus scans for cell phones that do not work right. I don't have the list in front of me. and it's actually I actually have it written down on a piece of paper on the other side of the room in my file cabinet. But I'm telling you right now, there are some that are absolutely worthless. They're great for the computers, but when it comes to your cell phone, uh, this is, you know, it's a little tricky. I'll have to take some time to get into this topic. Uh, I think I covered this a few years ago, uh, about maybe three years ago. Either three or, or five years ago, I, I, I brought this up. And, and you got to remember, folks, when it comes to antivirus and anti-malware on your computer, you don't want to monkey around with it, trust me. Um, but getting back to this... Uh, thing with the coronavirus and what happened to my oh man you know this is ridiculous I had my switchboard open and it ended up closed I'd like to know how that happened unless I hit the wrong X you know, X marks the spot. So, yeah, the Dutchess County Jail is hosting a temporary homeless shelter. Um, now, granted, it's not the, the most ideal location. But given the circumstances and the situation, it's necessary. It really is. Um I'm going to uh, I'm going to say something that that you're you're probably going to scratch your head over. If well, if it's a if it's a if it's something you need, I lost my train of thought. Now, this is strictly for the for the people in the Hudson Valley. An organization called Hudson River Housing is has sent out something that uh, I think you're going to I think is wonderful. Um, someone uh, posted a screen capture 
Here's the deal. If you're a city or town of Poughkeepsie resident, this is in Dutchess County, ladies and gentlemen, in need of a hot meal, you can text them between 9 a.m. and uh, 3 p.m. And it does give a phone number. I will not give that number out because I don't want them getting bogus uh, texts. Um, I will, however, make that information available on the uh, FFNO IBN Facebook page because it is available um, on Facebook. All you have to do is is text your first your first name, last name, and your address and number of meals needed. And uh, it says here, hashtag GodGrub. And there's another couple of hashtags in there, like four more hashtags that I can't read because they're too small print. But this is something that's that's really wonderful to see uh, when communities reach out to the people who are stuck at home. Now, like me, I, most, most days I'm, I'm sitting here in the house. Yes, I do go out. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit here all the time. I'm not sick. I don't have uh, any fear of going out. I mean, the only thing I got to worry about is, you know, walking down the street where there's no sidewalk and getting hit by a dumbass. But let's face it, you you want to see the best in humanity coming out. This kind of posting that I'm looking at here, it truly is amazing what people can do for one another. Okay. Now, I don't know who's actually doing this, but it's been put out by Hudson River Housing, and uh, my hat's off to Hudson River Housing uh, for the uh, information uh, that they're circulating, and certainly this goes a long way toward helping those who are housebound. I mean, let's face it. I deal with PTSD and depression. You would think that my depression would kick up because of this whole situation and being stuck in the house most of the time. Yeah, no, it's not happening. The reason it's not happening is because I'm not going to let my actions be dictated by any fears I may have. And uh, my concerns about 12-step recovery, by the way, in my area have been alleviated because uh, there are people who have done through a a website called zoom.com, I think it's zoom.com, have organized uh, 12-step meetings where you can go on camera, where you can sit there and, yes, actually have a face-to-face 12-step meeting. And this is for the duration of however long it takes for this coronavirus situation to finally 
go down enough where people can congregate in churches, in in places like uh, sober clubs, you know, whatever. So you see, there are, <clears throat> excuse me, there are very creative people out there doing the most necessary of things to help people in their community. I don't believe this. I have to sneeze again. I can feel it. I just had a sneezing fit before I went on the air. (laughs) And I thought, thank God that's over with. Uh, I don't think so. If my nose keeps twitching the the way it's doing, I'm going to end up sneezing here. and I'm going to have to turn off the audio, pray that I can get the video swapped over and stuff. But let's face it, I'm not getting my hopes up on that either. 347-945-5747 is the number to call. Uh, I have Mike from Louisiana tuning in and calling in and stuff. How you doing, Mike? Uh, by the way, I gave you the nickname, The Crazy Cage. Because he's just as wacky as the host of this show, only in a fun sort of way. So there. Now you know the, yeah. the actual reason behind it. Right. And, and as far as – I know you were talking to me about the uh, the virus things on, on cell phones. Well, this one came with my phone, and it was specifically made for the phone I'm using, so – um, you know, so hmm. that's that's what's going on there, and I can't really do it while I'm on another phone. I can't really do it while I'm on on online, so I have to do it. Yeah, and you, you can't run these things while you're you're on the phone line talking. So yeah, no, right. I get that. That's that's understandable, you know. But apparently, you got through it rather, relatively quick. So that's a good thing. Well, no, I'm on another Gunsling. phone. Huh? What? What'd you say? What? Yep. I can hear you. Oh, Gunslinger. I heard you. Another, another, another exciting day in the wild, wild west today. Jeez. I love these Uh-oh. days. Damn. Sounds like you had some fun in your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. It involved four Ellis County Sheriff's deputies and five officers. Wow. The first round. The first round. The first round. Uh Wait wait a minute. Was this at your your residence? Yeah, right outside my gate. Oh, shit. Okay. We've had had some trouble with this guy that comes over here. Yeah, we had this. We had some trouble with this guy that comes over here, stole a bunch of stuff next door when the uh, property was abandoned, empty. We told him to get the fuck off the property. So, I, well, I look out my damn window right here, see his car sitting up there. Well, actually, he, he asked me through the window if his girlfriend come in and use the bathroom. What? Are you kidding me? Uh, he, he actually had the balls to ask, if, if, ask you if his girlfriend could use your bathroom. Yeah. Stupid ass people around here, I know. 
But anyway, uh, I, I turned back around okay. after a few minutes thinking that they... I yeah, looked at him and they, said, with coronavirus around here, fuck you, get out of here. Yeah. Well, I turned around a few minutes later, and because I had the window open, and I heard the car door shut, or open, and I look at the corner of the window, and get this, he walks around the front of the vehicle, okay, he's just sitting about 15, 20 feet from my, from my window here, Gets down on the ground, reaches with one hand up into the pasture side wheel, well, above the wheel. I don't know whether he put something there or he took something out. Well, when he turned, I see he had a fucking gun in his hand. Okay. That's when I got on the, the sheriff's deputy. He said, uh, Code 3, the guy's got a gun. Four units, five officers out here. They're still looking for him right now. He had the balls to come back while we go. So I had three more units setting up here on the road. Want to trade? I'll <laughs> trade. Uh, sounds like you had one hell of a day. By the way, Mike from Louisiana dropped on us here. I don't know what happened, uh, but he dropped all of a sudden. There he is. He's back now. Okay. I'm back. Uh, what What happened there, bud? Uh, the phone I was running the scan on finished running the scan, so I switched phones. That's all. Oh, okay. So for a minute there, you had telephone issues again. No. Okay. Well, Gunslinger. Um, so they're still searching for this for this clown. Oh yeah. And at this yeah. point in time, he's considered armed and dangerous, which means. Uh, I hope you got plenty of speed loaders on on hand for yourself for your 357 because it sounds like you may need it. Oh yeah, my gun's fully loaded. I got two speed loaders on my side. Oh yeah, and I got two backup weapons right within very close range here. Oh yeah, one of the sheriff's deputies when we was talking out there said, "Yeah, we know him. He's a convicted felon. So now he's a felon in possession of a firearm. That gets you about 20 years in prison." Especially in Texas. <laughs> uh, gee, sounds like he's looking for permanent residence. Uh, the hard yeah. way, or something worse. <laughs> I yeah. mean, fuck, man. You know, come on. I mean, how stupid can people be? Okay, Very first stupid. of all, the guy asked you if, you if his girlfriend could use your bathroom. Uh, it, it, knowing that this is a, that there's a, a thing called coronavirus going around, no way of knowing if they were infected or not. Oh, he so did. When, like, when, when, when he said that, when he said that, I said, "Don't you know that there's a there's this coronavirus going around?" He said, "Well, I don't care if I get it." What mentality? Jesus. I just turned to him and said, "Well, I do care if I get it. Now get the he, fuck yeah, out of here." I did my words exact. My words exact. Ooh. <laughs> Man. Well, that's I mean, the best God. for you, Gunslinger. I mean, let's face it. You know? What What do you think, Mike? I mean, uh, here's a guy that goes to Gunslinger's house, asks Gun if, he could, if, if the guy's girlfriend could use, his, use Gun's bathroom. <laughs> And this guy's a fucking dumbass. He's not welcome anywhere. He's a convicted felon, come to find out. 
and he, he well, he's confronted with, well, hey, listen, you know the, the coronavirus is going around, and he's like, yeah, I don't care if I if I get it. Well, shit. How about me? You know, I don't want to get it. Now get the fuck out of here, you prick. You know. Just well, that's, not, that's not the worst part about when he turned around or got up, and I seen that gun in his hand. What the fuck? What are you doing? Shooting ants down there on the driveway? I mean, you know. <laughs> Gunslinger, I'll tell you. He better up. You probably figured this out yourself, but he was gunning to gun you down. Yeah, it's always a possibility. Like now, now you know, you know, we've we've talked about this subject before, especially when it comes to uh, pellet guns or BB guns. They look like the real thing. Okay, this this looked like a, a semi-automatic, it looked like a nine millimeter. I didn't see the end of it, but he had it in the palm of his hand, where you know you could see it. Okay, even if it was a pellet gun or a BB gun in Texas, that is still considered the same as a three fifty seven Magnum. He'll still get you 20 years in prison, okay, if you're a convicted felon, mm. okay? So whether it's a BB gun or, or the real McCoy, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, go look that up. It's just, uh, I don't know what it is in, in other states, but a BB pistol, whether it's spring-loaded, air, whatever, pump, is still considered just like a real handgun here in Texas. Well, let you know what? Let me let me try something here while Mike uh, responds to what was said here. Well, the first thing I got to say is he better thank his lucky stars gun one didn't one feeling a little trigger happy today. He would have not only had coronavirus, he would have had lead poisoning as well. You know. <laughs> I would have filled you know, his ass, so I'd turn, his in, I'd turn him into a lead-acid battery real fast. <laughs> and, I got and 18 rounds. Thing. I got 18 rounds of lead on me. I got 18 rounds, six in the gun and two speed loaders with six, so that's three, six, 18. Yeah. I got 18 rounds. Right. And, and that's okay. the thing. This guy, this guy, and secondly, you cannot, and you, you, uh, people have pointed this out to me. In general, you cannot discount how stupid criminals can be. Well, criminals, you know? yeah, that's that. Criminals are one thing, yeah, but when you when you combine criminality with being a dopehead, that's a lethal combination. And the gun on top of that, that's a double. That's a double lethal combination. And this dude knows right. he's a dope. Dopehead around here, around this area. So, uh, yeah, gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing I just is, posted it's... this information. I just posted this information in the chat room uh, regarding what you were you just said about BB and pellet pistols. The state of New York. This is just the state of New. This is um, I, I I I listed for here. The state of New York lists a BB gun as a type of air gun for the purposes of firearm regulation. Generally, New York doesn't regulate the sale or ownership of BB guns. You don't need a license to own or use one. However, you must be at least 16 years of age or over. Okay? Now, I've got a marksman BB pellet pistol. Had it for years. And 
And the only thing about it is I bought it before they started red-tipping the shit or orange-tipping the fuckers. So it doesn't look too far removed from a distance from a real handgun. That's why this fucking thing doesn't leave the house much anymore. But here in New York State, you don't need a handgun license to own one. They're not regulated, except uh, except listed as a type of air gun, because I don't know if you've ever seen a marksman BB pellet pistol, and I'll uh, I'll even go the route of. I'll, I'll look this up uh, in Google Images because a lot of people will look, you know, will listen to what I'm saying. I could go and get mine right now, but I'd rather just, you know, show show a, a picture of it. And when you see this thing, okay. Ah, here's there's a picture right here showing the exact one I have. Color and all. All right. And holy shit. There's a website called airgundepot.com. They're on sale right now for thirty bucks. They normally go for forty bucks. Whoa. And they're out of stock. Oh but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't see that out of stock thing until just now, and I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. So, <laughs> all right, I've got a screen capture. I'll pop in the chat room. This is what what mine looks like. It's the act. This is the actual model. Okay. The actual model I have. Now, from a now, gunslinger, if you saw something like that from a distance, would you think that was real, or or would you would you recognize it as a a BB pellet pistol? If it was swinging towards me, you'd probably be on the ground with a bullet in you. Okay. That right there, from from a distance, you would not be able to tell if that was a real gun or a BB gun. Okay, just like with the situation out here a while ago, all I seen was something that had the, the frame of a nine millimeter. It was black. It had the configuration like this one does, indicating it could have been a semi-automatic, because that's normally the way they what the frame of the of a semi-automatic looks like. No uh, orange or tip on it or anything like that. All I seen was that gun. That's when I got on the dispatch with the sheriff's department. You know, you guys don't need to go out and have a confrontation. You try to avoid that as much as you can. Just, I'm sure Mike, if he was here, would agree on that because he's a, he's a carry also person also. 
But yeah, you can't. What's? I mean, when when you when somebody is sitting there and you got trouble with them and you had trouble with them before, and all of a sudden you see a, what appears to be a gun, I know how the cops feel. Okay, I don't blame them. You know, there's a lot of people that got shot over stuff like that. Well, if you're the BB gun, well, put your shoes in that officer's shoes. Okay, all of a sudden with the with the lights and the sirens and everybody running around and the excitement and all this shit, and you see something like this, you probably do the same thing. I know I do the same thing. Yeah. If I were in the officer's shoes, I would. I would. If I saw the gun in their hand, I'd, I'd tell them, "Police, freeze! Drop your weapon, or I drop you." <clears throat> I'd give them fair warning. They don't drop it. Yeah. <laughs> They're done. Well, see, that's why you got to know. That's exactly what you got to know when you when you carry a gun. Just like over here when they when they walked up to the gate here. I had my gun on. Okay, I said, "Look, officers, here's my hands. I am armed." And I pointed to my gun. I'm the one that called you. Everybody, chill out. They said, "Oh yeah, we know you. <laughs> You're cool." <laughs> so obviously they have. Heard me. <laughs> nice to be recognized, yeah. <laughs> huh, Gunslinger. Yeah, I love the I love the fame now. I mean, I mean, damn. So you know that they've run my name 16 ways a Sunday, okay, obviously, every time that I've had to call. Of course. Them, you know, so, you know, so, so they know me, okay, that so I'm not no, you know, crazy-ass felon, you know, lunatic. <laughs> and, they also, and they also know you hung a, you hung a mayor in effigy, so yeah. Don't worry, we understand. Trust me. We're keeping our distance, too. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But you get better um, response from a sheriff's department. I've noticed this. You get more friendlier. Uh, uh, you know, you, you can see the difference in their demeanor of a city cop. Okay, we've had a couple of city cops out here looking for people because the city's just about a half a mile from here, and man, their their demeanor is completely different. You know, it's really weird. I don't know if you ever encountered anything like that, but their attitude for some reason, you know. Sheriff's well, departments are pretty laid back, you know, but these city cops, man, they some they some smart ass little bastards. Okay. Mm-hmm. We we have um, here in my neck of the woods, uh the Dutchess County Sheriffs, okay? And I I I've actually I've, I had the opportunity and took it to meet the sheriff himself, and I've talked to many of his deputies and I I'll tell you something between the difference between City and Town of Poughkeepsie Police, okay, and the Sheriff's Department, huge difference. Okay. The demeanor, their, 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 the, the very way they present themselves, okay? Yes, they present themselves a little tough, and, that, and that's understandable, okay? They have to. But when it comes to dealing with you, if you're the one who called them, I'll give you a prime example this lady was broke down on the side of the road. Okay? Poor woman, you know, had to be about 85 years old. And she was crying her eyes out because she couldn't get her car started. Her car must have stalled out and she couldn't get it started. She had plenty of gas and stuff like that, but it just wouldn't start. So I happened to be right there because it was right near the uh, city of Poughkeepsie's police station. So I walk up and I said, ma'am, if you want, I can take a look for you, see if there's anything I can do. 
So I opened the hood and I, I, I looked under. I tried starting the car, couldn't get it going. But, you know, most cars today are fuel injection, right? Well, here's what happened. She got on the phone to the Dutchess County Sheriff's, even though the police station was right there at the corner. And I said, you know, ma'am, the police are right here. I, why call the sheriff's department? She told me that the police, the, the city cops treated her with such disrespect and such rude behavior the last time she had a car, a car trouble issue that she swore she would never call them again. So she called the Dutchess County Sheriff. And, of course, the Sheriff's Department, you know, said, well, ma'am, you could call the local authorities, you know, there before you call us. And she was in tears. She was in tears. And I could hear the sheriff on the other end saying, ma'am, it's all right. We do have someone we're going to send over there. Just relax. And I blurted out, you know, I'm I'm a passerby. I happen to see her, you know, on the side of the road, so I'll stay with her so she can stay calm and everything and stay safe. When the deputy sheriff showed up, he showed up with a tow truck. The tow truck operator looked at her and said, you know what? You remind me of my grandmother. Let me see what I can do to, to get your car started. And if I can't get it started... I will tow your car anywhere you want to go, and it's on me. And that was nice of the guy. That really was. You don't see that very often anymore. Well, the sheriff, in the meantime, takes her off. You know, takes her off the road. You know, because she's standing right in the middle of the road, for God's sakes. And uh, that sheriff, I'm standing there. You know, listening and everything. You know, I figure I'd stick around. He spoke to her in such a calm, relaxed voice, and he had her calm down in a matter of only a few minutes. And I saw this deputy sheriff showing compassion, showing loving understanding to to someone in trouble. It was like I'm standing there. I'm looking at this guy. He's wearing a sheriff's uniform. And yet, he still did this with her. Well, the tow truck operator took her car to the nearest garage, you know, to to the garage of her choice. And as the deputy sheriff was walking away from me to get in his car, I said, excuse me, deputy, but I got (laughs) to... What... You just did, you know. And he goes, you're surprised? I said, well, kind of, yeah. I mean, I always thought you guys were like state troopers, tough as nails, regardless of the situation. He goes, no, 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 no. You've been watching too many cop movies, okay? (laughs) Sheriff's departments vastly are different than that of town or city cops. And the reason we take that we are that different is because we deal with the public sporadically in local jurisdictions. 
we don't get the opportunity to really interact with the public that often when it comes to something like this. And we're told by the sheriff, show a person in distress the same kind of compassion and care that you would want for a member of your family. Here, here's a, here's another thing why they do that too. This is the what what you just said was the front side of the coin. Here's the back side of the coin why they do it. A city cop, remember one that's in for a municipality, they're not they're not voted on. They are hired by the city manager. If the city manager is an asshole, well, what do you expect? You're going to get asshole cops. Versus the sheriff, guess what? He's elected by the people. Okay. So the people has elected him, so that sheriff's going to tell his deputies, including himself, uh, you be nice to these the citizens out here. I want to keep my cushy job. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And there's the other side of the coin. I mean, I thought that, you know, in a city, I thought maybe the council voted on him. No, the city manager fires and fires him. Yeah, don't even see the, the city council. Amazing. But the sheriff, he's duly elected by the people. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our sheriff's elections, uh, when they come up, and I, I don't remember if they came up last year or if they're coming up this year. Uh, the Dutchess County Sheriff, this man has been reelected to his position numerous times. And the day I actually met up with him, okay, this guy was he was funny he was you know really really cool with everybody that he encountered um and he he had this um he had this this i guess the only way to describe it is this swagger of that 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 exuded that that exuded that, that showed confidence in his ability to do his job to the best of his ability. Because I asked him a pointed question. I was, I, of course, you know, I'm always I'm always I always have my uh, press card around my neck when I go out because I never know when the story is going to present itself. So I look at him. I said. Forget the fact that I'm a journalist for a moment there, Sheriff, because what I'm about to ask you may sound stupid as hell. And he goes, that's okay. I've heard stupid questions from the, from the report from the media before. Yours wouldn't be the first and probably won't be the last. But, son, I'm going to warn you, if it's a really, really dumb question, I'm going to let you know about it, son. Oh, shit. What the fuck is this guy going to do to me if I if I ask a really dumbass question? Here's he did a way to do that too. A, a good slap to the back of my head. Not hard. Just went. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like I said, here, you know, there's another way that you could that you could prove that too. If this happened to me, well, this has been several years ago now. Last time I was in Dallas County Jail. Okay, Dallas County Jail is ran by the sheriff's department. Okay. Uh, there's not too much county sheriff's area left in Dallas County because most of it's all city, different cities. But anyway, 
at the time at the sheriff's department. They still do to this day because that's about all. That's about the only job they got now is to, is to run the, the 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 jail there. Well, at the time, the the sheriff, the main sheriff of Dallas County, was uh, Valdez Lupe Valdez. Okay, a Mexican, a woman, and a carpet muncher. Okay, and I even asked some of them them uh, guys there when I was in there. I said, what do you think about your sheriff? They said, don't ask. They were even embarrassed by it. And these are long-time, you know, people that works at the jail and everything. Boy, glad she's gone. And she, I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad she's armed to keep the ugliness away. Oops. It stuck on her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> be thankful this is an actual... This is not, this, be thankful this is not... Uh, AM or FM radio because that statement probably would get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you know, my parish really doesn't have city police departments. It's basically the main law enforcers here are the sheriff and his deputies. You know, and and that's the deal. They don't they don't. I looked up in my the little town that I'm right next to. Now it's a, it's basically a ten thousand person town, but you know it's a small ish town. But uh, no no police department and the towns that surround it no in the same parish no police department. So like I said, the sheriff's department are the chief law enforcers, and everybody knows them and everybody likes them and they're nice and look. My my uh, my late uncle, uh, who died a, about a decade or so ago, he was probably the best deputy slash jailer they had. The people, the the inmates loved him. All right, okay, everybody loved him, but the inmates loved him to the point of when there was a couple of guys that came out from outside of the Paris that were brought into the jail, and they. They went out. When they went about at one point beating him up, and they tried to put them back into the general uh, general population of this uh, parish jail. They had to. They had at some point they had to get rid of them because they because the inmates were gonna kill them. You know because they loved my uncle so much. The inmates now. So yeah. I mean that's that's when you got when you got inmates that like you that much you know, and and the sheriff at the time when my dad asked them, the sheriff at the time said, Well, who's your best uh, my dad asked him, Who's your best deputy? And he said, Well, <laughs> my uncle was his best deputy, and my uncle at the time was like, like, in his seventies at the time. That's 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 just something when when your best deputy is that type of guy, you know, most confident best deputy, you know, and that's the thing. And I would assume, like, I would assume that most sheriff's departments, if they're not you know, if they're not populated with assholes, you know, 
like the one uh, who the Ron talks about the people at his sheriff's department at some points, but it's like, you know, they're, they're good people most of the time, you know, in, at least in my yeah, area. I mean, I mean, Mike, let's face it, you know, when you're, you know, like I, in the town I grew up in, okay, when I was, when I lived in, in Peekskill, which is Westchester County, Westchester doesn't have a Westchester County Sheriff. They have county police. Now, why they opted that route, I'll never know. But the county police, uh, generally speaking, like the county sheriff, uh, will not go into a jurisdiction unless the previous, unless the jurisdiction they're going to go into refuses to do their job. The second you tell a sheriff that, man, you want to piss off the sheriff's department against the local law enforcement, local Leos will be like, they'll be scared, they'll be shitting in their pants. Okay? Dead serious. They will shit their fucking pants. Do that to the county sheriff's and it's like, yeah, whatever. That's the Leo's, the local Leo's reaction. By the way, what I mean by local Leo's, ladies and gentlemen, is local law enforcement officers. Okay, that's what Leo. That's the acronym of Leo's. Okay. Leo, in this case, local law law, law enforcement official or law enforcement officer. Uh, most people don't know that, and uh, it's an acronym I, I don't use that often. Uh, but when I do, I, I really should make it a point to let you know. We're going to take a break here, guys, um, and come back in just a moment with more of Firefox News Online. And trust me when I say, the fun has just begun. Be right back, folks. Hey everybody, George here. Listen, our number one's already finished, and our number two is already in progress. Firefox News Online will be right back. I have to take a break. But you can call at 347-945-5747 right now. Remember, no block numbers or unknown Skype names will be accepted at any time. Be back shortly. What should you do to stop a friend from driving drunk? (laughs) Whatever you have to. A public service message brought to you by the Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and Firefox News Online. The following public service announcement is for the New York Guard, the State Defense Force of the State of New York. During this coronavirus pandemic, it is very important that you try to do the very best you can. Now, while you may be shuttered at home, you may be under self-quarantine or maybe you're following the guidelines that have been laid out. But if you can, contact the New York Guard today. Sign up with the New York Guard because right now they can use all the help they can get especially during this coronavirus pandemic. If you're an ambulance member, you know, if you're an EMS, 
uh, that would be greatly help. That would be a great help, especially now. So take a listen to this public service announcement. And remember, the New York Guard works side-by-side with the New York Army National Guard during times of emergency and national disasters. I think this coronavirus pandemic qualifies. Here's that PSA. Hi, I'm Sergeant George Senzer, honorably discharged veteran of the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. Now, I've got a few questions for you. First of all, are you at least 18 years of age or older? Second of all, are you in reasonably good health? But most important of all, are you a New York State resident looking to serve your country? If you are, then have I got a great idea for you. Join the New York Guard. The New York Guard is a state defense force operated and funded by the state of New York through the Division of Military and Naval Affairs. And the New York Guard has a long and illustrious history dating back as far as World War I. I served two tours of active duty with the New York Guard on September 11, 2001, the day of the most horrendous attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. I was proud to serve with the New York Guard. I served with them for six years, and I made a difference. You can too. Make a difference. Join the New York Guard today. Go to www.dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. That's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Click on the link Enlistment Resources, download the recruitment package, fill out the application, send it back, and be sure to contact the recruiters letting them know that you have a desire to serve and that you've sent back the completed application. The New York Guard, New York State's Defense Force, protecting the residents of the state of New York and helping them through emergencies and times of natural disaster. Join the New York Guard today and make a difference. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountains, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means the storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. had no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt like we handled everything very well. I had to try and stay calm. The whole experience was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every hopes will never happen to her. I, I remember, remember the, the relief of being that I together. I realized he was out there all alone. 
If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm ignore and keep message. to the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! You're listening to the most powerful radio broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FFNOP Radio Network. 347-945-5747. We're back. Lines are open. Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State. You're listening to Firefox News Online. And we're back here at Firefox News Online. And we do have, by the way, an hour and 50 minutes remaining in this broadcast, an hour and 50 minutes left to go before we go on down the road for the night. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Uh, Due to... Uh, in the impending move in May, uh, this broadcast has been sporadic, and I apologize for that, but it's necessary because when it's a one-man operation, you got to go with the flow, you know? Now, there is something I want to uh, want to bring to your attention, and uh, that is, of course... For, for all of you who have, who have been tuning into this broadcast for all this time, uh, you know as well as anyone um, that when when I make when I when I ask this of every of, of people, um, 
there's it's 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 because you know listen I'm not a rich man okay I'm on a fixed income a lot of what you of what we do what yeah I could talk a lot of what I do here at Firefox <laughs> News Online is paid for out of my own back pocket watch your noise please while I, so I can finish this guys so I'm asking all my listeners and viewers, if they're if you're if you're really really enjoying what we do here, and you want to help keep this broadcast alive, um, you can make donations to the broadcast. They're not tax deductible. Let me I cannot stress this enough. They are not tax deductible. But by making a donation to Firefox News Online to keep it on the air. It will keep this show going. So once we make the move to the new location for the studio, guess what? We go back to our regular time slot, back to our usual four nights a week, and then, and then, and then, and then along came Jones. Oh, wait a minute. No, sorry. That, that, no, I do not shoot the messenger. That was, <laughs> I had to throw a little yuck yuck in there. It was a bit yuck, but, you know. So, if you want to help Firefox News Online, send, send what you can to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. That's paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. I don't take a dime of the money. Okay? I I throw it all into the broadcast. Okay? That's the way it is. And hopefully there will be a, there will be enough money in the kitty to make the necessary upgrades that I can't afford to make anymore. Hopefully that'll happen. With your help, it can. PayPal.me slash Firefox News Online. All donations are not tax deductible. And, of course, I got to do the really good stuff here, the really good thing. Uh, that good thing is recognize the people in the chat room and do... Dun, dun, dun the chat room and phone line rundown. Now, I've only got two guys on the phone lines. And they're in the chat room, Gunslinger and Mike from Louisiana. Also joining them in the chat room, Iggy Mom is there. Kevin Street is in. The, is in. I believe this is your first time being, being at this broadcast, uh, Kevin. So welcome to Firefox News Online. Uh, glad you're uh, tuning in. And... If you want to be a part of the conversation, 347-945-5747. Again, that's 347-945-5747. Let me... um, In my talking points earlier tonight, I brought up the subject of Kevin McCarthy. 
not Kevin McCarthy. I'm sorry, Mitch McConnell. Why did I say? Why did I say that? Hey, Boyd. Boyd just joined us in the in the chat room. All right. Uh, Mitch McConnell made a very bold statement. I beg your pardon. Don't worry about it. You go ahead. No, I don't want to leave. Oh, this is ridiculous. It keeps trying to open in in my chat room area. All right, there we go. Got it now. Well, apparently Mitch McConnell says that the Trump impeachment trial diverted the attention of the government as the coronavirus entered the United States. Yeah. According to this, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell argued Tuesday the federal government was distracted by the Democratic-led impeachment trial of President Trump when the coronavirus outbreak began. McConnell gave credit to Senator Tom Cotton, Republican from Arkansas, for paying attention to the severity of the outbreak at at a time when the Senate as a whole was occupied. He was first, and I think Tom was right, on the mark. And it came up while we were tied down on the impeachment trial, McConnell said on Hugh Hewitt's radio program. And I think it diverted the attention of the government because everything every day was all about impeachment. But Tom figured this out early, and he was absolutely right. Former McConnell aide John Ashbrook also pointed this out Tuesday, stating that the pandemic is believed to have hit the United States the same day that House Democrats marched articles of impeachment to the Senate after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi held off on moving forward on impeachment for weeks. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Tuthan Lee, what's happening? Long time no see. But uh, there you have that, guys. And 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 I, you know, I, I'm I'm I, I'm not surprised because America's attention and the government's attention was diverted from what's in, from from what's happening in our country right now. Of course, we the American people had no idea that coronavirus was coming into the country around the same time of the Senate trial anyway. Nobody did. Oh, one person did. Hmm. 347-945-5747. Um... Let me start with you, Mike. Uh, what was the, was the impeachment trial the biggest distraction our nation has ever faced 
And did is is uh, Mitch McConnell right when he says that the impeachment trial diverted the attention of the government away from what we are now facing, which is the coronavirus pandemic? Absolutely, you know. I mean, he's right. If, if they had, if the Democrats had had the blinders on, it was so red, red-eyed, pissed off that he won the election and was still trying to get him out. Maybe government would have been able to catch on to what was going on faster than they did, but they had the damn blinders on and they. Wouldn't allow us to do that. They gave. It was a distraction. Absolutely, Mitch McConnell is right. You know, the man is right, and can't they cannot be argued with that he's right on this thing. Just like he's been right on a lot of other things, he's been wrong some, but he's been right more often lately than he has been wrong. And on this, he's right. Because of their blind hatred of Trump, you know, they had them like like a horse. Like when you want to keep your the horse on the horse's eyes on the road, you put the blinders on, right? You know, so they had the blinders on. They were just looking at one straight one thing and one thing only. We got to get this asshole out. We don't like this asshole, so. And we got to get him out. That's all they cared about, the Democrats. I mean, they can't fault the Republicans. Republicans want to do some stuff, but the, because the Democrats have the media, all we heard was impeachment, 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 you know. Again, just like the Democrats in the, in the Congress and the government, the Democrats and the media, all they were doing was impeachment, all right? All they were doing was it went, it went from uh, uh, no net, well, uh, the other one, uh, I'm blanking on his name now, uh, Schifferbrain to no net Nadler to her, you know, her holding, uh, Pelosi holding, the articles of impeachment up to finally sending them over, over to the Congress with the House manager to the trial being set up, you know, the, the trial being had, and it was, was basically a, what everybody knew was going to happen was, you know, basically him being exonerated, you know, of everything. So, I mean... That was a big colossal waste of time when we could have been using all that time. I mean, we know that the coronavirus was happening before Christmas of last year, right? At least in China. Before Christmas of last year. So that's, let's see, March right now, or it's about to be April tomorrow. Tomorrow, in a, in a, uh, it's probably April, as we talk in New York, you know, or getting close to being April in New York. So, 
I mean, that's what, four or five months that we wasted, you know, at least three months that we wasted on impeachment and stuff and all the ancillaries that happened with it when we could have been concentrating on the coronavirus, you know? So, short answer is right. Back to you, George. Well, I think um, when, when I think of all the times uh, that we could have, you know, we could have easily gotten a, you know, gotten a handle on this situation. All right. It's like, all right. First of all, how do we get a handle on something that we really don't know much about? All right. So my my guess is is that if you're going to uh you know, if you're going to 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 ignore a health threat like the coronavirus especially when it's branched out to other countries because by the time uh, by the time the Senate trial was over it had already impacted on other countries not severely but it was starting to impact other countries and then it started impacting on us as time went on because a lot of people went undiagnosed they went without any kind of uh, diagnosis that they had something called coronavirus, okay? Gunslinger, how about you? Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, these people, instead of instead of doing the right thing for the country, they were always trying to get up Trump's ass, okay? Impeachment this, impeachment that. Piglosi's now blaming all the deaths on this bug on Trump. Really? <laughs> I mean, Bum Bum back there when, with that HN, H1, N1, whatever it was, okay, he waited, like you said, 14 swine months before they really even, yeah, swine flu, whatever. Okay, that infected 60 million people. Go look it up. CDC website. It infected 60 million people. Now, if he would have initiated things right in the fr- interim, right in the front, maybe all those people wouldn't have got infected. I don't know, but it's a good possibility. I mean, praise for what he did, acting early, acting like a leader is supposed to when a leader is for the country, not for the idiots. He's for the country. That's the right thing to do. But Piglosi, I read today that she's, she's blaming Trump for all them deaths. Well, gee whiz, do you think you could do any better, you dumb bitch? Okay, come on. Uh, What the hell's wrong with these people? Uh, Besides hating Trump, it's it's insane. You know, just like I dealt with here today, total fucking insanity, man. Total insanity. People have lost their fucking uh, ever-loving minds. Go ahead.
Well, yeah, <laughs> people have lost their minds, Gun. There's no doubt about that. I mean, hell. The politicians lost their minds decades ago, okay? They did. They absolutely lost their fucking minds. But, you know, if it hadn't been for the distraction created by the Democrats, okay, if it hadn't been for that, our nation probably would have had a better handle on the situation and not be sitting with so many people dead and the spread of the coronavirus being what it is today. So, I don't know. It's, there's just there's a lot of questions that come with this, too, Gunslinger and, and Mike and everybody. I mean, me personally... You know, am I scared of, of getting coronavirus? Bet your fucking ass I'm scared. But am I going to let my fears dictate my actions? No. And that's a lot of the problem, too. Thanks to the Democrats and their bullshit with the impeachment at the time... It placed a very serious situation in our laps. And do you know what? I blame the Democrats for their failure to stop the insanity. But did they care? No. Were they going to stop the impeachment trial? No. All they cared about at the time was destroying President Trump. And I'm going to tell you something right now, folks. Thanks to the Democrats, we could have detected this the coronavirus a hell of a lot sooner and done something about it had it not been for the Democrats' zeal to destroy a sitting president. But now, knowing that, and ha- you know, having that in mind, is there anyone out there in this audience tonight that, uh, that feels, well, could we have done something sooner? Was there anything that could have been done? And if so, and if you and if you and if you agree that something should have, you know, that it is the direct fault of the Democrats that this pandemic is all over our nation, well, then maybe, just maybe, it's time to vote some of these Democrat fools out of office. Get rid of the AOCs of, of, of the Congress and the AOCs of the Senate. The liberal Looney Tunes that have now, through all fault of their own, ignored a health threat 
that threatens all of us. Now, do I wish ill on them? No. That's not the way I was raised, and that's not what's that's not what I'm about. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you were saying that you know you you you're concerned about getting that. Well, we all are. It, it, like I said, you can't be cautious enough. Okay. And if you look at the look at the the deal that I just put in the chat room, this sign is on my gate outside my window right now. This sign right here, I just took a screenshot of the picture that I took, is on my gate, right inside the gate on a big old fucking piece of cardboard. Okay? It's not to be disrespectful, to be mean. It's not to be cruel. But these people that come over here, we don't know what, who and where and what they have been in contact with, who they've touched, what they've touched, what have touched them. So I have every legal right to tell these people, hit the road, Joe, hit the road, Jack, okay? I even went as far as to consult my attorney because I'm a, I'm a member of the Texas Legal Shield. It's a shooter's insurance thing in case I have to shoot somebody. I'm, I've got, you know, in defense, of course, uh, I've got legal representation, okay? And even the attorney from an attorney firm said, yeah, you have every legal right to protect yourself. This is this is the same thing as somebody coming up to you with a gun. Okay, you don't know whether that gun is loaded, or you don't know what, or the gun is loaded, or it's not loaded. You don't know. So if somebody comes up to mm-hmm. you with fires, or is that person loaded, or is he not loaded? Okay, you ha- man, you got to do it. You have no choice. Could be especially if you're at risk, like I am. I'm 56 years old. You're at risk. Anybody in the high age groups, we're at risk. And you think I'm going to let one of these little stop those little punks give that shit to me? If I could stop one person, one person, if I could stop them, I'm walking down the gate, calling the sheriff on people, putting that sign up, then it's going to save my life. And right now, that's job one. Go ahead. Oh, let me tell you something, Gun. Okay. I can't do that where I'm at right now. I cannot put any notes or signs on my door, and like what you did on your gate. But where I'm going to be moving to in May, I can. And the first thing that's going to go up is unless you have been invi- unless I invited you to come to my door, do not come near my door. It is not to be to be rude. It is for my own protection because of the current coronavirus pandemic. I apologize if I seem if I seem rude, crass, and socially and totally unacceptable, but that's the way it has to be. It's nothing personal. Well, yeah, that's what I said. It's you know it's not it's it's not like you know you're trying you're going out of your way to be a rude and sensitive human being. You're letting people know up front that you're trying to protect yourself, and if you have a family, you're trying to protect your family, and that's understandable. And around here where I live, I've got stupid people. Oh yeah. I mean my neighbors, my immediate neighbors, the two ladies upstairs on the second floor. 
and the nice couple across the hall, they're, they're really nice, nice folks. They really are. Even the people that live in the apartments where the leasing office is on that end of the building, very nice people. We keep, to, we, we keep our distance. We keep to ourselves even before coronavirus hit. We'll figure that one out. Hey, guys, he's in the chat room. He's on the phone line. He is that one guy you never, ever expect to show up at a party in a tux, but he just might. He's the kind of guy that will cook up a lot of fun along the way. And, yes, with that nose of his, he could probably inhale a, a, a pound of cocaine and go... Yeah, that was that would that could have been better. Oh, hey Mike, how you doing? Like, I got coronavirus like crazy. You can't show videos on this now because you're not on Skype, right? Um, Can you show a video on the video platforms? Yes. Okay, because I've got a an instructional video that came out of Italy regarding the coronavirus. And you got to watch it. It's not in English. It's all in Italian, obviously. Worth watching. It's pretty funny. And this guy is explaining to you, you know, different because of shortages and everything, what you can do to protect yourself against for if you got to go out in public with the coronavirus. So I don't know if you can, how you can do it. Because listening to it, you're not going to understand. You've got to listen to it, but you've got to see the video. That's the key. Here's the link for this. And um, it's pretty cool. And I looked at him and I said, holy shit, now I know they're desperate, but fuck, would I do that? I'd go out in public? Yeah, no, I don't. I think I'd stay home. But I don't know how you're going to watch the, how you're going to show the video, though. Uh, well, it'd be great if my Instagram account didn't just force me to log in. Oh. So I got to tap it again. I'm logged sure, in, dumbasses. I don't even have an Instagram account. It opened right up. Well, it did, but I have, I have, I have an Instagram account. Why I don't know, but I do. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to. Uh, where is? There it is. Um, I will utilize the services of my window capture here. Uh, That'll show the whole video moving live? Yes, absolutely. We have the... Hey, listen, it's like the $6 million man opening. We have the technology. We have the capability to show the the world's first video clip of the day. Okay, so I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea. (laughs) Uh, uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I can't show it with this browser. Shit. I forgot. This browser doesn't let me. Oh, no, wait a minute. Maybe it will. Let me try it. and see. Let me check it and see. If not, I have to do it. I have to open it on a separate browser. Uh, nope. It will, not, it will not allow me to show it on this browser, so I'm going to have to open up a separate browser to... Show this clip, but that's okay. I can do that because the browser I can do it with, I wasn't using. 
Uh, folks, uh, you heard what Mike said about this. Now, again, you're, the, what you're going to be hearing is in Italian. I really wish I had taken foreign languages when I was in school. It would have helped. Yeah, but watching it is the key, because even without understanding the language, you can understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. Absolutely. Well, let's see here. Uh, wow. Uh, let me see here. Uh, hold on a second, folks. Uh, it's for, it's forcing me to log in again, damn it. Oh, there we go. No, not that one. That one. Wanted me to log in with my soldier account. All right. Now I should be able to do this. See, folks, this is the, the this is the one thing about my broadcast here uh, that really does help a lot when things actually work the way they're supposed to. Um, we're kidding, right? You're not gonna sh- you're not gonna let me show it even on even with that browser. I gotta it's gonna make me wait for this freaking thing. Can you just don't worry, folks. Your camera on it? Maybe your camera. That no, because you? the camera is mounted. Is it's mounted in a way that I can't take it off of where it's mounted. Oh. Don't worry, Mike. If there's one thing I've learned, is how to do this stuff. All I got to do is sometimes I have to wait for it to. Uh, to give me the option. <sighs> Fine. I had to close the other browser, so I'm not in the chat room, everybody. We're kidding. This. Why is this being a pain in my friggin' ass now? I don't believe it. Okay. Let's see if that works. I may have to trick it. Thank you. Good Lord. All that aggravation, and I finally got it to open where I can show it on the video platform. Um. This should prove most interesting because anything that Mike has has in store for us, informative. Well, yes. the, old, the old man's serious. That's what makes it interesting. Like you got to be kidding me. He says hello, family and friends, and he gives you a tip. 
And Italy, they're running out of shortages like like we are, of masks and everything for the coronavirus. So this guy's showing people a solution. And I was like, what? So like I said, I can't see people like this walking on the street fucking wearing these things. You've got to be shitting me. But I guess desperation, if you're determined... I'd stay home, but that's me. Uh, yeah. All right, here goes, folks. Again, uh, th- those of you uh, on the phone line with me will not be able to hear what's being said, but it's in Italian anyway, so I guess at this point it doesn't matter. But uh, uh, I'll help. let you know when. It's a big help. It's part of it, but that's okay. You know, as long as they can see it. The main thing is for them to see it. All right. Uh, here goes. I'll let you know. I'll let everybody know when it's when it's done, so this way uh, I can actually hear what you're saying. So here it goes. Play, please. We can't hear you. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to do a spoiler here, but what that guy just did, with what he just did it with, I want you to see this in archives, folks. If you're if you want to see this, catch the show. It's archives. Go to periscope.tv/ffno. That's periscope.tv/ffno. Uh, after this show is over tonight, wait till tomorrow during the day or something, catch it in archives, and speed it up to almost um, to about an hour and 47 minutes, I think, roughly. When you see the, the video clip, you'll know. And just creep it back a little so you can, so you can catch the clip. I, I, I guarantee what you will see is some funny stuff. I like Holy I said I would shit. not do that. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I mean, I could give, I, I could do a spoiler, but you have to see what what we're talking about. <clears throat> so what this what this guy did for you know, and and and, and the reason some of the comments because I even shared the comments side. No, I didn't see that. No, I didn't see the comments. But I, just it's there are comments there. You oh, know, 
he's creative. I give him that. But well, there, there are there are like three comments that, that are visible on on this uh, on the on this. The person who shared it first of all, uh, and and this this came out. Her comment was posted today. Well, not today. Um, March thirtieth. A little humor in the COVID nineteen nightmare. Thank you. At for crying out loud. At for crying art loud. For sharing this with me. Even if you don't understand, keep watching. There you have it, right there. Bravo, said said another person. And one last comment. Real short and sweet and to the point, a genius, folks. I'm gonna. I, I you know what? I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I'm gonna have to tell you what happened. But you gotta That's see it. Shit. I want you to see it though. He used what was that? A, a, a Tampex pad or something? Um, yeah, or a maxi yeah, pad? Cotex. Uh, yeah, Cotex. A Cotex uh, pad, like a mask. I swear to God, you gotta see this to believe it. I sat here. I, I'm glad I turned my mic off because I, I was busting a gut so hard. I, I I had tears in my eyes. Yeah, he stuck it on his face. Formed it. Unbelievable. And I guess, you know, can you picture all sorts of people walking the streets like that? I, and you're going to try to keep a straight face? Uh, Not going to happen. Hey. <laughs> no, you're not going to be able to keep a straight face. Sorry. That shit, no, no. And I think you know, he said you could reuse it, the sticky stuff. He tried to show how it could be stuck back on, too, and you could you could use it. Okay. Well, you know, I guess if that's all you got, then that's all you yeah. got. And, I, and okay. actually, that's true, because there's a... I, I think I mentioned it four or five days ago, last week or something. There's a... a Couple on um, on YouTube called the RV Odd Squad. It's a two. There's married couple that sold everything and they went on the road living in the RV. And they actually demonstrated, yeah, you can use maxi pad for a mask. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. (laughs) You get a few weird looks, but uh, well, you'll end up with a new nickname. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Your friends will be going calling you something different. You come knocking on someone's door wearing one of those on your face. Yeah, I, I, I if I saw somebody at my door, because luckily I have where I'm at right now, I have the uh, the peephole to look out the uh, to look outside to see who's at my door. If I saw something like that, I'd bust out laughing so hard, and I'd say, "Get the fuck away from my door!" Yeah, <laughs> while I'm man. laughing, it's oh, like, "Get yeah. the fuck away from my door!" Please go. Oh my God! We, George, we talked about the funny. I'm sorry. All the time on this show, I'm looking at an opinion piece from the Hill about from talking about the Democrats flipping the Senate. That's what this thing is talking about. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, you're right. Good luck. I mean, they talk about, you'd have to read it, but they talk about the different places where Democrats yeah. might have a shot at flipping a seat in the Senate. 
you know. But it's an interesting read, well, to say the least. Well, Mike, Mike, I got a question. I got an R. I have. Yeah, I can talk. <laughs> this sucks when I can't fucking talk. It's like that. No, that's not all, folks. But well, that's, that's a bad thing. I You're mean, the host of a talk show, and I can't talk. I know right. it's it's an oxymoron. You know, it's an oxymoron. <laughs> but um, listen, Mike, check this out. I read this. I, I brought this article up earlier. Mitch McConnell, over in the Senate, came out and said, "I need to go back to what am I doing?" <laughs> go back to the browser I was using because it's a faster and b less intrusive. Uh, I'll be in the chat room in a moment, folks. Uh, but according to Mitch McConnell, uh, because of the the Senate impeachment, because of the impeachment trial, it was a distraction, a distraction from. The arrival of the coronavirus into the into the U.S. because government was so was the government and sadly you know, all of us we were so dealing with that that that's all that was being talked about. It distracted the government from finding out that the coronavirus had started coming into this country at the time. If it hadn't been for the dumbass Democrats distracting us with that impeachment nonsense, I firmly believe that, and I agree with Mitch McConnell, that this country could have gotten a handle on it a lot sooner. That was a part of it, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the biggest thing. It wasn't the critical thing. Now, here's a link that I'm going to put in a short clip where uh, Dick had there, that fucking reporter that was kicked out that had his press pass taken away from him. What's his name from CNN? Um, he got set in his place because he tried taking on Trump and everybody saying, well, if we were given the information early on, then we could have done something better. And Dr. Fauci and also that other doctor came in and explained to him, yeah, no, no, because we didn't have the numbers and everything. And you're wrong. And, and look, we did the right thing and we acted in time. And the first thing that was the most critical thing was shutting down the people that were coming in, preventing it from getting worse, shutting it down. And now we've now that we've shut down the airports and got to handle on, then we switched over to dealing with it while it's in the country. So everything was done correctly. And we didn't have the numbers. We didn't have the intel and everything back then. Look at the graph. Look at the numbers and the information that we have here. That information was not out there. So you get said, you know, they, they said it right, but the media is not talking about that one clip right there. And that was from today. I think that was today's briefing. Is it today? Yeah. Um, 
the uh, the Twitter the, the Twitter uh, link you put in? Yes. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to be sure because I didn't see it on the on the main computer for some reason it didn't yeah. come up right away. I had to refresh the page in order to get it. All right. right. Let me go today. to Twitter. Um. See, I don't have it. I'm not even Whoa, on Twitter. I just click on that and it plays. I don't have to log in or anything. I just take that link and I hit play and it played. Oh, yeah. It it started automatically, in fact, over here. Yeah, that's all. Just a... All right. Oh, Jim Acosta, that piece of shit. Yeah, he tried his best. And he even admitted, he said this might be uh, uncomfortable or something. He told Trump. Trump handled them well. And then Trump answered him and then turned it over to Dr. Fauci. And Fauci and the other doctor both took him on and, and didn't agree with him and said, no, look at the graph, look at the numbers. Yeah, listen to it. That's exactly what I got in mind, Mike. But, yeah, no, it's, you know, I think, I think Acosta is also uh, being on his, on good, is being on his best behavior because he knows that at any time Trump could easily turn around and say, you're done, you can leave now. And there ain't a damn thing that uh, Costa really can do about it because if Trump says to a reporter, "You have to leave," they it's not like they weren't there, but they did something they did something to warrant being removed. And in this day and age, you don't want to risk getting pulled out of the building room. No, Costa learned his lesson with Trump that you try to strong arm or. Try to act like a bully to Trump, he's going to fucking smack you down. And you're going to lose. You're not going to win. Exactly. It's not like, uh, it's not like this is Trump's first rodeo as far as dealing with reporters. Even before he became president, he dealt with reporters. And he was just as tough then as he is today. All right, let me put this clip on and uh, and uh, give everybody a chance to hear what's being said. Uh, wait a minute. Dang it. Dang it. Hey, I forgot to turn the fader back up, Doug. Gun it on the audio Dang board. Dang it. Shame on me. All right, here we go. Clip in progress. Okay, Jim, go ahead. Yes, sir. This may be an uncomfortable question. question. What, what would the models have looked like that Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci chose if we had started these social distancing guidelines sooner in February or January when China, South Korea were uh, doing those sorts of things? Well, I'm going to let them answer that. In terms yeah. of what information we're getting from them, from them, but if we had started these practices sooner, could these models be different? Right yeah, I'm going to let them answer you, but remember this, and again, I say it. And everybody says it. You know who says it better than anybody is Dr. Fauci. I had a decision to make. Maybe it was my biggest decision. China was heavily infected. And thousands and thousands of people were coming from China to the United States. And against the wishes, not even wishes, but they disagreed with the decision, I made a decision to stop China from coming in. Took a lot of heat, even from China. They weren't exactly happy. I just made a trade deal. A big one, $250 billion trade deal. And I'm shortly thereafter saying you can't come into our country. That was a big decision. That was earlier than the date you're talking about. So that was a big decision. That was probably 
And by the way, not because I did it. That was probably the biggest decision we made so far. But if you look at the one graph, the problem New York has is New York started late, but the other ones didn't start so late. Now, New York is also more complicated because, you know, for obvious reasons. But it got a late start. But do you want to maybe answer those questions? I don't know if you can go back to slide two. I wanted to explain two things um, that I think is really important because we had a lot of questions about mortality and what it meant. Okay. Do you see this confidence interval? So here's the line. This is the confidence interval. This is where we have the ability to push it down. So you have a large confidence interval around the line. And so we're trying to move that gray down tighter and below the dotted line. So I think that's really important. And then if you can go to the next slide. So we really can't answer your question until we can get antibody testing out there. Because what we can't tell you is in, and we can always do this, there's always samples in hospitals and other things. It's the way we really define the HIV epidemic in the United States. We were able to go back to blood samples when we had the test and really find out where it was and what was going on. We really need to look in here and really see, was there virus significantly circulating in early March and in late February, and what did it look like, and where was it, and was it all in the metro areas? And I think that's what Dr. Fauci and I are very, very focused on, is getting serology testing out there to really figure out when it came um, and really have those samples to be able to do that. Um, Did you understand the, the painful part of my question, and, and please, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, we understand, but, but, but we can't answer it to, yeah. Saying, we if we had that. started this sooner, we might not have 100,000 to 200,000 Americans dying. Well, that makes an assumption that it was here. A lot, there was a lot back here that we didn't see. Um, and until we have the antibody test, I can't really answer that. Just to underscore what what Dr. Burks was saying. If there was no virus in the background, there was nothing to mitigate. If there was virus there that we didn't know about, then the answer to your question is probably yes. Now, the only trouble with that is that whenever you come out and say something like that, it always becomes almost a soundbite that gets taken out of context. But I think that's very important what Dr. Burks has said, is that if there was... Covert infections here that we didn't know about and we didn't mitigate them, then they would have made a difference. If there was virtually nothing there, then there's nothing to mitigate. And I, I don't know the answer but to your question. But we were watching uh, yeah. South Korea, excuse me, and China and Italy, and we weren't taking right. action right. when those countries yeah. were right. spiking. In a perfect world, it would have been nice to know what was going on there. We didn't, but I believe, Jim, that we, we acted very, very early in that. If we had ad adequate testing, would we have known? Yeah, we would have known the same thing. We inherited obsolete tests. Can I, can I speak to that, too, as well? Um, the president made reference to the fact, January 31, um, he suspended all travel from China. Shortly thereafter, uh, we issued strong travel advisories for the sections of Italy implicated and sections of South Korea. And we reached agreements with those countries to screen all passengers from all airports coming into the United States of America. The president's initial 
efforts were designed at preventing the coronavirus from coming into the United States. And what our experts have told us again and again at the Coronavirus Task Force is that those actions bought us a significant amount of time on this curve uh, to respond with the kind of mitigation efforts, standing up resources, testing, and supplies that are in effect. But we, we went from a prevention strategy the president acted on before the month of January was over to a mitigation strategy, which continues to this day. And, and if I can also say just, just to every American, all the questions about resources are very important. And I can assure you that the president and our task force are preoccupied with these issues and working with governors hour by hour to meet those needs. But if Americans will put into practice these guidelines for another 30 days, they'll do their part to lower the curve and, and save lives, most importantly, and limit the, the burden on our hospitals and our healthcare system in the country significantly. And so make no mistake about it, while, while we're going to work our hearts out, leave no stone unturned to find the resources, the masks, the ventilators that we need. Uh, and we are going to meet that moment with the full energy of the American economy and the whole of the American government. The American people have a role to play in preserving that medical capacity in a way that will ensure the people that are caught up in the coronavirus, particularly those that are vulnerable to the most serious outcomes, which are seniors with serious underlying health conditions or anyone with an immunodeficiency, have the resources, the support, and the health care that every American family would want their loved one to have. I do think we were very early, but I also think that we were very smart because we stopped China. We had never done that before. You know, we had never closed our borders before. As I read, I read, I don't know, maybe that's not right. And uh, Dr. Fauci had also said that was, a, it was, I think it was maybe the biggest moment because we were stopping the source, we were stopping the infection. But we also stopped Europe very shortly thereafter. That was a big decision. That was not an easy decision either. I stopped them a long time before people started stopping anyway. So we stopped China, we stopped Europe, we stopped all of Europe. And then ultimately we stopped UK, Ireland. Uh, okay, that's that was the end of it. Wow. First of all, let me let me uh, just point something out right away. Okay, Jim Acosta is a no talent hack. Who shouldn't even call himself a journalist. Jim Acosta was baiting the doctors. And basically what he was doing was pissing them off. And I agree. With, and I think Iggy Mom said that in the chat room. And I agree yeah. with her. Now, here's the other thing. And, and based on what uh, the person who posted the video on their Twitter account, okay, this is what the person who posted this had to say. CNN's Jim Acosta, Jim Acosta personally believes Donald Trump didn't tackle coronavirus fast enough, okay? Which is not what Dr. <clears throat> Fauci, we acted very, very early, or Dr., I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Burks yeah. are saying. But he doesn't care. So he's pushing to get an answer to misuse to push his own narrative, 
And that's what uh, this guy, uh, he calls himself Jason Rants on Twitter, said about this clip and what and the situation that, the, that, that Acosta was creating. Let me point something out. Again, it goes right back to what I said just before the clip. The Democrats wasted taxpayer money, time, and I do mean a lot of time, with this, with all that impeachment bullshit, all right. We were dis- this country was distracted because at the time the coronavirus was just starting to come into the United States. Around the same time that they were walking the the Senate paper, the Senate articles of impeachment, not Senate uh, House articles of impeachment, I mean, to the Senate. Had we had the government not been distracted by that bullshit, this country wouldn't be this country would be in a lot better position, a lot better shape, I think, than we are right now. But even even what Fauci was saying is we didn't have the numbers, so it didn't matter. Even if there was no impeachment or any bullshit going on with the Democrats at the time, nothing was going on. There were no numbers there to prove it. And like Fauci said, what you're looking for basically is a soundbite to prove your thing that will be taken out of context. There were no numbers. There's nothing there. It's not like we have a, a library with, where we can go back into the records and say, okay, going back two years, look at how the numbers have been growing and everything. No, this happened going in a matter of weeks. There were no numbers and, and documentation and everything. We didn't have anything. From them, all we saw something's happening in China. What are they giving us any? No, do we get a sample right away of what it was? No, so we're getting videotape and hearsay and minor reports here and there, and all of a sudden stuff is popping up in Italy. And everybody, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? So it was a uh, we were like running and catching up because we had no numbers from where the, the first dates of that curve are showing. There was nothing before that. Did the Chinese government hide it? Probably, no doubt. Maybe they were dealing with it two months earlier than that, and we just, the world didn't see it. We don't know. The communists could have been hiding it. So what they're looking for is somebody to blame and pin it on fucking Trump. And so I don't, I don't think of it. We just didn't have the numbers to prove what they're saying. So who could believe it back then? Even in November, if somebody said, there's going to be a world pandemic based on what? Where are the numbers proving what you're saying in November? First documented case was November 17th, I think. It's almost, you're almost uh, all the way at the end of November. So they didn't have any fucking records or numbers. So it didn't matter what the Democrats were doing with their impeachment game at all. There was no numbers to prove it to begin with. Okay, uh, I just looked up the uh, the uh, the information. First documented case in now, China. Now, first documented case in China. You wanted? I I was well, looking for it. Yeah, first start, No, 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 no. That was because that was when it, at the start of it. And I think it was November seventeenth. Over right, there, well, I'm keep that information I just found. Here. Yeah. And it was one person. 
one person. That doesn't justify what the liberals would want. Freaking out. Oh, let's go buy masks. And then what? You got one fucking person documented on November 16th or 17th. Shut down the world. Uh, based on what? But they don't want to hear that. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Let me... There's a couple... Oh, great. Now I've got the hiccups. Really unfair. There's a couple of sources here that I'm going to... Well, I'm not going to go to Axios. That's that's a liberal fuck nut. Although they, they... Ow, ow, ow. We gotta get you a new keyboard. Uh, hang on a second here. Now, Axios puts it uh, back on March 18th. Put a timeline out: the early days of China's coronavirus outbreak and cover-up. Well, that's surprising that they would say it like that in their headline. Uh, December 10th, 2019, was one of the earliest known coronavirus patients. Uh, nope, here it is. November 17th, according to the South Morning China Post, 55-year-old individual from Hubei province of China. Uh, the disease caused by the new coronavirus spreading across the uh, dates back to November 17, 2019, according to the South Morning China Post. That's a month earlier than the doctors noticed the cases in Wuhan, China. See what I mean? There was no fucking time. There were no numbers. There was no track record. There was nothing. Are they going to blame Trump for that? How come he didn't act quicker? Fucking the world didn't know about it. What do you expect me to do? You think I got a crystal ball? That I should have predicted. And by the way, that that's, that South China Morning Post, that's yeah. that's the set, that was the second article that I that I pulled up. I pulled up two right. different ones, Axios and this one. Okay. Uh, but no, you're you're right. There was nothing to track. There was nothing there. No, they want a soundbite. They could be taken out of context, just like the doctor said, to play a game. He was right. And that left fucking Acosta with nothing in his hands. He didn't have anything. Yeah, tell me about it. 347-945-5747. Jump on the phone lines and join us for the for the discussion. And now from that, we go to this. This is an up-to-date, as-of-today, map showing infected cases from people tested in New York City with a breakdown that I'm going to put, I'm putting it in the chat room, open up that screenshot. I don't know if you could put that Already on the, If you could put that on your screen for people to see that aren't in the chat room for all of us to take a look at it. Look at that map and you go at that map and you go, what the fuck? What the fuck? Look at the New, look at New York city screwed. I wouldn't drive down there. They can keep it. Not because I'm, I'm like decrease the size of it enough, I should be able to share this Def, on screen. Definitely afraid of it. 
I mean, not, not that I'm definitely afraid of it, but I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get sick. Thank you very much. I've had enough sick. I don't want to be sick. It's a scary fucking map right there. Well, well they, I haven't had a chance. Go ahead, Gun. I just couldn't agree with Mike. If you show in the videos of the downtown New York down there, I mean, they, they show in the, earlier the fucking streets are vacant. Just a very few, very, a handful. Yep. That's crazy for, I, I assume, for New York City, which I've never been there. But, you know. One in 30 police officers have tested positive for the virus. 41,771 tested positive with 1,096 deaths. Queens looks like it's getting hit the worst. 13,869 in Queens alone. Jesus. Brooklyn, 11,000 people. The Bronx, 7,814. But you can tell by that map, you look at how the dark areas of, of what areas are really hit hard. It's like, holy shit. The dark blue. Or dark purple. That's what I mean, dark purple. Look at them. Well, I'm, I'm showing the map on, on the video platforms now. Um, just so everyone's aware... Uh, Mike, I believe you said, just to clarify, that this is the most up-to-date map available yes. for the New yep. York State area. As of 31st. All right. New York City, Manhattan. New York City area covering right. also Manhattan, Queens, all the boroughs. And this is just New York City. This is not uh, extended up toward uh, no, the, Hudson, no. toward the Hudson Valley or anything. No, just New York just City. New York okay. City. Yeah. So, like the dark purple is fifty-eight percent to seventy-seven percent. Then the light, the lighter side, it goes down to, from fifty-one to fifty-eight. Then it gets into like a magenta or whatever that fuck it is. Uh, 44 to 51%, and then those, the lower percentages are 25 to 44%. Um, I'm looking at this map, Mike, and I got to tell you, man, the high numbers, the highest set of numbers in percentages are literally outnumbering the rest of the, the, rest of the city by leaps and bounds. Wow. Now, of course, this something like this, you know, if you think like a, the way a liberal does, this could give this could be just the, all the justification de Blasio needs to implement issuing fines for people uh, not social distancing and, 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 and staying inside. People he wants to fine people now. hundreds of dollars for doing it. They're yep. not doing what they're supposed to. I don't think that's a wise idea. 
People, but, are, people are freaked out over this. You saw the old lady get killed. That old woman get killed down in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. By a nut. Fucking, people are just freaked out. Okay, uh, Tuzan Lee in the chat room put a video uh, from Todd. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost yep, Todd Starnes of Fox News Channel. Um, let me see when this came out. As soon as it opens up, come on, quit messing with me. Okay, I've seen this video. This came out Saturday. It's showing the exterior of a Brooklyn hospital. Okay? There's literally nobody outside. Outside of this hospital. But according to Todd Starnes, at, at the time on Saturday when he posted this, the mainstream media and Democrats want you to believe our New York City hospitals are war zones. Now, Todd Starnes pointed out that this is his local hospital. Now, what we don't see, I mean, I could probably do a screen capture of, of, of some of this, but it's... It's tricky, but like you see the you'll see the barricades at the hospital, and there's no one outside. Literally nobody outside the building. Now I don't know what to make of that, except that Starnes may have a point. Now, what 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 uh, Tuthan Lee is saying in the chat room? The video was Mar- Saturday, March twenty eighth. Yeah, that's why I said Saturday, uh, too. Uh, the test center is outside the hospital, where there were no lines, and I saw that with the video myself. Where is the panic? Two. Let me point something out. If you look, if you look right above your postings to what uh, Kilroy posted. Look at the numbers that are there. As of 5 p.m. today, 41,771 tested positive with 1,096 deaths. 8,549 have been hospitalized. The numbers break down. Queens, New York, 13,869. Brooklyn, New York. By the way, that hospital you're taught, that you mentioned, too, is in Brooklyn. 11,160. Bronx, 7,814. Manhattan, 6,539. Staten Island, 2,354. Okay. 
Now, two says that, uh, he says, okay, the numbers and the visuals here are not adding up. Remember we said that Mike, they you had want to respond? people coming? Remember they said that they actually, they did not want people waiting in lines at the hospitals, that the, all of the hospitals, and we read the, the uh, notice, notices that went out, they wanted people calling ahead and making appointments for the tests so that they didn't have the emergency rooms and lines of people waiting outside the hospitals. They wanted you to come only on an appointment basis, so everything was set up. For what time is your appointment? That's when you show up, not before, not after. That's why you don't have huge lines and massive groups. of. They don't want that. So a lot of people were taking the pictures and going, look, where is everybody? What's going on? Well, appointment only. They don't want groups of people all together. And it makes sense. Remember we were discussing that on the show, I think, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, to, like Mike just said, to, to reiterate, they don't. They didn't want people standing outside the hospitals in long lines. No. That's why they wanted people to call the hospital, call ahead, and arrange for the test, rather than standing outside in long lines waiting. They're trying to avoid that. Okay, so the Brooklyn Hospital probably had people going there on a on an appointment basis to get the test done. Rather than having yep. them standing outside that in that in, in, in that what, God knows what weather conditions, whether you know cold, raining, both, and standing out there and clogging up you know and causing a bottleneck, okay. So that it, it makes better sense to have someone call up and say, "Listen, I have the I have two of the two of the symptoms that have been mentioned." Uh, cough and fever. Uh, I'd I'd like to get tested for for the coronavirus. Boom! They set up the appointment. They take care. They'll take care of it in that fashion. Now, two says in the chat room. Okay, back to the media. Back to the media. Then they were saying that it was like a war zone in front of the hospitals in New York City. Where are they? I haven't seen any pictures okay. of people beating each other up and dead laying in the streets, and I haven't seen that. Have you? I haven't. I mean, the mainstream uh, media is putting is making that erroneous comment that it's like a war zone out there. Yeah. And I've seen that on MSNBC, and I've seen it on CNN. And I, I'll tell you something. I, I would. I wish I could reach through the fucking TV screen and grab these sons of bitches and shake them the fuck up and tell them, "What the fuck are you telling people? This is. There's no war zone out there. There's not body after body stacked up outside, dead. Unfortunately, I can't do that. But there is. There, there, as in an ironic twist of fate, okay, because I've heard him say it, calling these areas a war zone. Chris Cuomo, brother of Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, tested positive for coronavirus. So... If these media fucknuts think they're, Im- they're impervious to it, <laughs> boy, have they got another thing coming. 
Uh, ooh, excuses. My apologies. Uh, the old coffee burp. We have approximately 30 minutes remaining in the in the live site on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we'll do we'll go into overtime on the uh, flip side of the Blog Talk Radio. So if you call in now and stay with us on the phone lines, you'll be able to stay for the overtime. Those of you who decide not to to, to call in but want to keep listening anyway, go to facebook.com slash ffnoibn. That's facebook.com slash ffnoibn. And click on either one of the video links or the Mixler link when when Blog Talk Radio finishes on the live side. And I will make the announcement just prior to, hopefully, that happening. So this way there's, uh, there's a segue into it. Okay? We here at Firefox News Online like segues. They're fun. They're entertaining. They're as crazy as I am. Oh, no, you, didn't hear, you did not hear that from me. Shh. You mean you like those motorized vehicles, the Segways? I've never actually tried one, seriously. Um, I want to get back to this, uh, to, this inter- to this map that Mike was uh, sharing with us, and it's still on the screen, although I had to, uh, although it got diverted as I was flipping through and forgot it was still there. Um, here's the thing. If this map is, is an, an accurate representation of what's happening in New York City as a whole, I'm wondering if there is a similar map for the Hudson Valley and uh, the upper part of New York State. Because, you know, like for the Hudson Valley and the rest of the, of the state, because the reason I, I ask that and I bring that up, is because while New York City has a lot, a lot of cases that range between 58 and 77 percent of the of the positive tests that, that have come out of there, um, this does not represent the entire state of New York because the, the entire state of New York has been identified as the epicenter for coronavirus outbreak. So now I'm wondering, is is New York City and of, of course New Rochelle, New York, down there in, down there in Westchester, is that as far as the as the high numbers have gone, or do are there numbers that we haven't heard about in the state that are happening, say in the Hudson Valley? Uh, the numbers that are in New Rochelle. Numbers, yeah, the numbers that are in the rest of the state are like low trickles compared to New York. They're not like what we're seeing in New York City. New York City is the core of it. That's the bulk of it. The other stuff is growing slowly. Because I, I was just on another briefing that tonight in, uh, with Oscar, and it, it, the numbers are rising slowly. But what they feel is, the latest from Oscar is, that the numbers in Manhattan are climbing, and they think it's reaching the plateau of the top the apex, the top, and it's, it's going to hit the crest 
and then it'll start coming back down. So, but they think we're close to that now. Not, we're not at the end of it by any means, but we're close to where it's going to start curving and start coming back down in Manhattan and the, the boroughs. But now it's starting to spread north, east, west, south to other places from New York City, and those numbers are going to climb accordingly. You've got high population areas in New York City. You don't have anywhere near the population, those numbers in Syracuse. You don't have the millions um, and millions of people that New, York City, that New York City and the boroughs have. It doesn't have the same population. So they're not okay. going to be the same amount of people affected as down in, in the boroughs. You know what I mean? Right. Well, Mike, I, I, Iggy Mom just said in the chat room uh, that Monroe County – I'm not right. really sure where Monroe County is. Uh, I know it's in New York State, but beyond that, I'm not really sure. Uh, Monroe County, way up there, close to 3,000 the last time she looked. All right. But how many people live in that county total compared with in Brooklyn? Hmm. That's a good question. See what I mean? It's nowhere fucking near. And look at Brooklyn. It's 11,000. Just in Brooklyn. So now add up all of the boroughs of all of those districts down here in New York City. And uh, holy shit, there's no way that like Utica is going to even come near the numbers that New York City is seeing. That's why we can never get fucking Cuomo out of office because they've got all the numbers, the votes. The, they've got all, all of them. They're, they're, the bulk of them are there. The rest of them, except for scattered cities that you've got up there, Albany, Syracuse, Schenectady, Utica, and stuff. Those are cities. The rest of the state, it's low numbers. It's not as densely populated as, like, the boroughs are. You know? Even Utica. How much does it take to drive outside of Utica before all of a sudden you're looking at fields? Not much. Even even New Rochelle? Well, Westchester is pretty populated, but we've still got fields and woods over here. But the cities that are in Westchester, White Plains, New Rochelle, everything, they're populated, but still, I mean, White Plains doesn't have the same amount of population that, uh, say, Man- Manhattan has. Well, not Manhattan, Staten Island or something, or or Brooklyn even. You know, it's not that big. There's more people down there. You know, in a city, there with the city. Right. So there's more, and they're in close to each other. So it's going to spread easier with them. Picture all the housing developments that are down. How many buildings are there in Co-op City, George? Down in the city? I wonder how many thousands of people live in those buildings. One person. Oh, I don't gets know. It. That shit gets in the elevator or on the stairways or anything else. It'll spread like wildfire. In those in those developments, you know what I mean? Oh my God, it's it's congested. It's it's something, you know. I did find something interesting about one of our favorite politicians. Um. Are you able to play like YouTube clips or anything? Facebook clips pretty fast on it because timing's everything on it. 
to to compare two videos if you play one and then go to another one and have the other one come up real quick? Because it's pretty uh, funny. I think you're going to enjoy it. I do believe I can handle that. It's just a matter of oh. timing. And, you know, and, and again, of course, cooperation by the computer. Let's bear okay. that in mind. Yeah, this, so this it's YouTube you know, right kind of against 22. This YouTube right here, it's very short. It's like a minute, okay. a minute, a minute video okay. or something. It shows a guy that we all know. He's a piece of shit himself. And... Um, But what you're going to pay attention to in that video is when he's making a speech, you don't even need the audio. When he's making a speech, how he uses his hands, the position of his hands and everything else. And then that one is pretty, I mean, sometimes he was known for waving his, his arms and waving his hands. And that one is not. He's holding his hands tight to his, his body. But it's all the style, the presentation of his speech, his political rant. Yeah, this one is like 26 seconds, so that's that's just a visual aid. It's not going to help very, with the audio. Very short. No, no, you don't need the audio, yeah. but just to see how he's using his hands. Real, real short. Well, I've seen, yeah, he, he's holding know, his the hands people, close the to people, his chest. The, right. So it's showing right now? Not on the not on the main screen. No, I thought it was an audio clip that I was going to be utilizing. No, 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 no. So it's just give, so that people could give give me a, see the video. Okay, all right. Give me a chance to uh, to load that. All right, because I have to right. a get it loaded up on the big computer. Come on, come on. Thank you. You're right. Not, You're right, on, Mike. Automatically again. Wow, okay. Go ahead uh, there, Cajun. You're right, Mike. I'm looking at the Monroe County. That's up, up to about Rochester. Yeah. Population of that city is like, according to this, about 2010 was 210,000. Is that city... You know, that's maybe one of the boroughs, I would think. Maybe even less than one of the boroughs. It, it doesn't have the numbers. Uh, up Upstate doesn't have the numbers. That's how we can't beat Cuomo. We don't have the numbers of us. Uh, conservatives and everything, we don't have the numbers left up there. And and apathy from we can't, the ones that are up there, we can't get them to register to vote enough. If we can get mm-hmm. them, we might have a chance. But... Uh, we can't get to fucking vote and work united. But in terms of the, you know, in terms of the coronavirus, I mean, that that's not. You would think that's, I mean, that's nowhere near the population of the entire New York City, Manhattan area, and maybe not even close to any of the population of the boroughs. You know? Yeah, we don't have the numbers. Yep. The video is in progress right now. Uh, okay. Then and, and play right after that. Play this for the. You don't even need the audio. Just the video to show the difference of this politician. Now look at the two, difference between the two of them. And you're going to laugh your ass off. I just put it in the chat room. Okay. Give me a second to. Uh... Shit! I hit the wrong the wrong tab. Oh, and this one's a Facebook. So now I've got to do another creative. Redesign, which is going to take a minute, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Come on, open. 
One was YouTube, the other's Facebook. Okay. Oh, for crying out loud. I told you, timing is uh, everything. See how you're laughing? It's funny, though, isn't it? You're, isn't it? It's like, what? I'm not <laughs> I haven't it's even started funny. showing the video yet. I knew you'd it's, love it's it. Only... Hold on, because I got to... Shit. It's funny shit. Now, if I can get this to actually open, I don't believe this. I can't. I'm trying. Last night it was it was blasting my eardrums practically out of my head. Now that now the video capture isn't working right. I wish this software would start doing its job. All right, hold on, folks. Let me start this video up. You're going to like this. Maybe I can increase the size of the page. That'll. Oh, one side, one, one, one increase too, too many. And. All right, here goes nothing. And of course the video is blackened out because. You know, I really wish this the, 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 the Facebook would fix their video problems. I've run into this on several videos without trying to share them, by the way. I don't know if anyone else has. Where if you resize or, or do anything like that. Oh, come on. Really? That's better. Look at that, folks. Now, you saw the previous video. Now look at this. Doesn't that look familiar? I mean, gee. And for those of you who did not see it and are on the radio side, it was it was Mr. Adolf Hitler in a 26-second video shoving his hands, where well, he's, he's got his hands close to his chest and torso, Right? And then you look at AOC with a Hitler mustache. I told you, Mike, you'd find the Hitler mustache. That is funny she shit, got... isn't it? Funny shit. Whoever made that up, is it, but what a comparison. It's like, where did she learn how to give her speeches? That, holy shit. Tell me about it. Oh, man. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. I've got two new. I got two callers here. One from seven seven five area code. Seven seven five area code. Hi, my name Go is ahead. Anita. Hi, my name Hi, is Anita. Anita. Uh, I'm calling in regards to what you guys were saying about Nancy Pelosi earlier. You know, she really is just an awful woman. She sits there and rips, rips up things like the State of the Union address and just downplays downplays these tragedies. And it's getting really tiring. I hope that we take over the Congress in 2020. One can only hope. One can only hope. Yeah, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, yes. Troll City. I knew that was coming. You, you're blocked. 506 area code. Can you do any better without being a troll? Let's find out. 
I'm not a troll, just, just to start out. I'm just a normal yeah. person. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's on your mind? I want to... All right, so what's on my mind is I think um, I think um, AOC or whatever the fuck her name is, I think she's doing a really horrible job just sucking Bernie Sanders' dick. And um, you're, you're a troll, okay? That that was uncalled for, <laughs> even even against the Democrat. I don't need trolls calling in, so all trolls can kiss my fucking fat ass, morons. <sighs> what are you going to do? Where were we before we got so rudely interrupted by much like, Much like, much like uh, Vince McMahon, you're going to have a kiss my ass club, right? I wouldn't go that far, but, you know, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> keep my pants on as opposed to what he did. He He dropped his pants in the middle of the wrestling ring. Yeah. <laughs> I am not dropping my pants on live ne- on live on live video broadcasting. That can get me in trouble. Get everybody blinded too. <laughs> that too, yes. <laughs> hey, Ron Rex uh, in the chat room. All right. Hey, Ron, why don't you dial up the digits? You still have a chance to get on the line before we go into overtime. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. You did get here fast enough. You would have liked it. I've been trolled twice. <laughs> See, this is what happens when when you when you don't show up early. You miss all the fun. No, well, I got rid of them as fast as they started their bullshit. Sorry. See now, see now. I just looked up the difference here for for Emon to see it. You've got, I think it's eight million four hundred thousand people living in New York City and the boroughs. Eight million four hundred thousand crammed into a land area of three hundred point thirty six miles. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of landscape. Of, right. The rest of the state, well, I mean, compared, now the total amount of people in New York is 19.54 million as of 2018. And that's for the whole okay. state. So deduct basically 9 million from one area, one small area. The main group of the main population for the, the highest number concentration of people is New York City and the boroughs. The rest of them are spread out. That's almost nine million, That's almost half of the population of the state. Almost half the population down in in the boroughs in New York City, in one small area crammed into that area, that region. That's why when there's there's a sickness like this, it's going to spread like fucking crazy. And I know a lot of people would say that's one more reason to cut it off, put up a fucking like a Mexican border wall, and just let them stay down there. Which I wouldn't mind agreeing with at this point, but fuck. I mean, if anybody's going to survive, the rest of the state has a good chance to, because a lot of the 
the counties and everything are isolated. They're not crammed in like people are living in Queens and the Bronx and everything else. Um, so it's a big state, but there's a lot of people in that one little area. Now, I wonder if they, no, there's no way that counts in the illegal aliens. So basically, 9.5, easily you could say that half of the population of the state lives in the New York City region, in the area. The other half is spread out all over the fucking place. And the bulk of them, you'd cut out a lot of it if you put them in the major cities that are up north. Albany, Syracuse, Schenectady, Utica, Buffalo, you know what I mean? And what's left is scattered in small towns. Like where you used to live, George up towards Monticello and stuff. How populated were those? Not very. Did you ever see any traffic jams up there when you were up there in Sullivan County? No. I mean, no. Uh, unless you want to count the... the, 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 the um, because the cows the summertime when, when, when the camps would open up. Yeah. Because when the camps opened up, it was a it was a pill. I believe Boyd is calling in and joining us. Yo, Boyd. No. Oh, hi, Boyd. Hey, Boyd. Hi, guys. How's everything going? Uh, things are going okie doke right now. How's your Corona doing? Just had me a uh, growing. I don't know how many we we do we got today, but I think it was fifteen. In Anchorage? Uh, no, not out in the villages. Fifteen All just right. in Anchorage? On the, on, no, fifteen statewide. But You're gonna be uh, kidding me. it's in South it's in Juno, Ketchikan, and then the road system uh, between Fairbanks and Anchorage. So it's staying with the major populated areas again. Yeah. Yep. Oh, guess what I did today? What? I supported PJ and ordered dinner from her. No kidding. Did you go in and say hi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. How's she doing? Did you say hi for me? Uh, well, I didn't talk to her. You know, I had to call in. Oh. I, uh, and they delivered, so. Oh. Okay. I didn't know that they delivered. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How was it? Good. Good, good, good. I had... I had their fettuccine and and got a Greek salad and Good. half the Greek salad still in the refrigerator because I've got a large one Good. and I didn't think it was going to be as large as it was. Yeah, she's a she's a great girl, nice lady. Yeah, and I asked how they were doing with the. Uh, Shut down and all. And they're doing pretty good. She said. Good. 
Yep. Well, they said they they offered a discount, which I don't. But they they did uh, they offered a discount in their menu for deliveries to try to help people out. Yeah. Uh, which is really nice of them. I think it was a ten percent discount or something to that effect. Yeah. But well, I, hope, uh, I hope they do okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They said forty. What pissed me off though was they said it was going to be forty-five minutes to an hour. And a half hour later, I got this big old bang on the door. What the fuck is that? Oh shit! And there was dinner. That was fast. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's cool. Other other than the fact that the driver thought we were in Baltimore. Baltimore? Yeah. He looked up my address, and I guess it came up Baltimore instead of in Anchorage. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you should have told them, good thing, you know, you told them you would have lost your job, you know, if you tried driving down to Baltimore to deliver that. You know, she'd fire you, right? Yeah. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I'd told him, yeah, well, I'd have been pissed if I lived in Baltimore and it arrived cold. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so. thankfully, you don't live in Baltimore. It didn't go to Baltimore, and you got your meal. Yep. Well, Oscar had some interesting on the briefing tonight. As soon as you get the the link for it, I'll I'll, I'll post it. But I'm waiting for them to put the link because they recorded it. It was a telephone conference call with over 500 people. So it was a private telephone call that they held and uh, Ron happened to call me at the same time that I was on the call. So I brought Ron into the call so he could hear it, but he came in at the end of it. Um, And I was hoping that he'd hear the beginning of it, but it's okay. Oscar was on it uh, with the grandmaster and uh, Oscar said a couple of things that I learned something new about the coronavirus that I didn't know. Like one thing, you know, the myth that we're all hearing, well, when people sneeze, it's in the air and and people seem to think it's suspended and just floating around and the streams of air from the air conditioning and floating in the room and that. No, that's not what happens. Apparently, the coronavirus is heavy. It's heavier particles than what else is in the air. So it goes down quick and settles on surfaces. Now, he said, Oscar said, if you're in a car, an enclosed area, yes, it's an issue. If somebody sneezes or whatever, now you've got a problem because you're in an enclosed area. But as far as walking into a room, a big room or a store, right, unless you're standing too close to somebody that sneezes or something, no, you're not going to have an issue. The other thing. He said the majority of the people don't know how to wear masks, and the masks that are out there and everything are not doing their job. So chances are there's no sense in even wearing a mask unless it gives you personal, uh, makes you feel good. If you get 
psychological benefit out of it or something and, and you feel, I feel safer now and it gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling, then Oscar said, go for it. Then if that's what makes you feel safe, then wear it. Go ahead. But otherwise, yeah, no. It's not doing really anything for this in this case, unless you're dealing too, unless you're too close to somebody and you want that protection if they, you know, you're not following the six or eight foot whatever distance uh, thing. And he said, but if you're going by that and you're careful and you're washing your hands and everything, because the main thing is the virus goes down fast and it goes on surfaces, doorknobs, tabletops, counters, whatever. That's where, and they're picking it up. And they get on, gets yeah, on their uh, hands and they touch their face. Okay, hold that thought for, real quick. Uh, we are about to go into overtime on Blog Talk Radio in less than in just under a minute and a half. Uh, if you have not called in, now is the time to do so at 347-945-5747. That's 347-945-5747. You have one minute to do that in. If you do not call in, you'll miss the opportunity. But I've got an idea. Ron just dialed in in time. <laughs> I was hoping he'd get on before we got before we before he lost the opportunity, and I'd have to bring him on Skype. Ouch! <coughs> Which wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. But uh, Ron Reck, host yeah, of Crazy but, Nation but, Radio on Blog Talk. On uh, I was almost saying I was getting ready to say Blog Talk Radio, but he's on Mixler.com. Just goes to show when you're trying to say something fast, you get tongue-tied. What's happening there, Ron? Used to be on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, used I to be. Went up to, I went up to be better. Fuck this place. Anyway. Yeah, formerly, formerly known as as Prince. Is that like yes, some of those yes. deals? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. The, the thing is, he, 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 he moved up to a better. He moved up to a better location. <laughs> after I after after my suggestion to him to 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 just go to Mixler and 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 stuff like that. So he um but Blog Talk Radio still tries to get him to come back. That's the weird thing. All the they want him to time. come back. Yes, they do. But that's besides the point. I don't care. Uh they don't give me enough money. Uh I'm going to comment on two things actually. One is the statement that Gunslinger made earlier about the sign he posted on his gate. I am working on one of them myself, but mine speaks to something different. My sign says, if the coronavirus won't kill you, if you step on this land, I will. Anyway, so <laughs> second one. Uh, okay. The second one is on the guy, the gentleman called a minute ago about uh, AOC blowing off Bernie Sanders. That is a good thing What in two parts. One, it would shut her the fuck up because an old great thing would be in her mouth. And two, it'd probably kill Bernie Sanders. He'd have a heart attack. So anyway, you know, what can I say? That, that's what my comments for the night. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know whether to whether, – I don't know whether to laugh or, or, or just go, hmm – Good question, Doctor. Good question. My uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you guys my my costumes are coming in. I got two of the the of the um, the bird mask coming. 
you know, uh, they're coming. I also ordered a coat and hat. So it's going to be really awesome. And you'll see me on camera with this, so. Oh, that's going to be too funny. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I'm man, going to town gonna with it. Ron, I I'm going to go to town with this shit, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Fucking right. Oh, yeah, the plague, the plague doctor bird mask. Long bird nose mask. Yeah, the plague doctor. I actually got to read on that. That was real shit. I mean, that was really fucking crazy. Back yeah. in the, you know, the t- medieval times, man. The plague doctors. Oh, yeah. They made a lot of money. They were rich people. But they didn't know a goddamn thing about a plague. <laughs> no. Didn't know shit. But I got the cane coming, everything with the medical bird and all that shit. Got it all coming. Yeah. Blew about a hundred bucks. He always all pissed at me, but hey. Oh, have it. Shit. Yeah. I just think they're oh. awesome. And like I did look it up, Mike. They are leather. These are leather masks, so Oh even though it said latex on the thing? No, these ain't latex at all. That one that I showed you was latex. That was from Amazon. I found yeah. these two on Good. That was the first one that I sent you. It was it was all leather, it said. You you saw that one. Right, and then I I looked at the one on Amazon was latex. That was the one right. I put back in the chat. But no, the one I got is actually leather. Okay, like two the of them. first one. Yeah, that's good. They were nineteen bucks a piece. I couldn't believe they were that fucking cheap. That's awful cheap for those things. But leather, yeah, and it looked like thick leather too. They look nice. Yeah, I'm gonna wait and see. I don't know. It could be bullshit too. They could say leather, but that doesn't mean they are fucking leather. Until I see them, you know. Right. So either way, I just think they're gonna be a fun novelty to fucking play with people. You know, walk around town with them fuckers on, you know, and slowly walk down the sidewalk and, you know, just tell them I'm oh, looking George, for patience. George, I just sent you, well, you a you, Facebook message. I sent you a thing about a nurse that went in to take care of a patient. Okay, give me a minute. Uh, I'm sure I'll get the cops called on me, so yeah, that's the fun part. Uh, yeah, that, no doubt. You're going to scare the shit out of somebody with that outfit, especially if you're going to town. <laughs> I'm going to drive that RV through town with that fucker on, too, and look at people. Look at them. Oh, shit. Yeah, come out and come out, wear a big black cape with a hood also and and have a, a seeth, scythe, what do they call those things with you? So you look like death. Well, I got that. I got the, the, the jacket, the long trench coat jacket, leather jacket, the yeah. cape, the hat, cane. You know, it's a six-foot cane. You know, that's where you keep people six feet away from you with this thing. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, they, that, they use that far. Actually, looking at the history on it, they use that, yeah. that stick to flip up the cover of some people. They never touch nobody with it. But they yeah. use that stick to look at them and, you know, check them out. But yeah. Uh-huh. They put flowers and stuff inside the beak to try to help filter and make it smell better. I thought that would actually keep it from having problems, you know. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Crazy shit, isn't it? Yep. Well, well I thought you'd like that about the nurse. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. Oh. But uh, I figured I'd share it with everybody. All right. Why should I? Why should I be the only one knowing about it? You know. Well, I figured you'd nice read it. To you share it. it. Yep. 
So, <clears throat> here goes nothing. Me, 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 me. Oh. Oh. Your level nurse. Oh. Wow. Okay. Shh. I'm reading. Don't fart. Oh. Ah, oh, fuck. Woo. All right, Fartwell. All right. All right, Fartwell. <laughs> anyway, an entry-level nurse walks into a patient's room. She smiles at him and says she's just there to give him a sponge bath. Uh, through his oxygen mask, he asks, Are my testicles black? The nurse is taken aback and explains again she is just there to bathe him. He asks again, more firm, Nurse, are my testicles black? I don't know, sir. Will you check? The nurse sighs and lifts the man's gown carefully, examining his testicles. After a moment, she lowers the gown. No, sir, your testicles are not black. The man takes off his mask. Honey, that was really nice of you. But listen to me carefully. Are my test results back? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Oh, that's so much for bad humor. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> Mike, I don't know what we're going to do with you, brother. I just don't know. Yeah. Bad hospital jokes. <clears throat> Gee, you think? Oh, shit. Well, one thing's for sure. <clears throat> it could have been, it could have been, uh, could have been a lot worse. Uh All right. So let's see here. Now, according to uh, President Trump, that is, of course, if I can get, I hate these ads, they're a pain in the ass. Trump says, prepare for two very, well, I couldn't, White House, God bless America and all the saints included. I wish these ads would stop. You know what? I'm turning on my ad blocker on this page. It's a pain in the ass. Try to read something and you get all these ads jumping in your face. You've got to be fucking kidding. Me? Thank you. Oh, bless you, my son. Now, the White House projects 100,000 to 240,000 coronavirus deaths as President Trump tells the U.S. to prepare for for a very painful two weeks. Now, I'm trying to figure out where where they came up with that that figure. But according to this, the White House Coronavirus Task Force 
on Tuesday pleaded with Americans to abide by the administration's extended social distancing guidelines, which, by the way, they changed them from 15 to 30 on, uh, with the guidelines. I believe that's um, that's uh, stay at home. And, of course, the uh, social distancing, uh, you know, six feet or better. Uh, they're extending it. Another thir- for another 30 days or something to that effect. But um, they extended the social distancing guidelines to slow the spread of the coronavirus as a somber President Trump told Americans to brace for a very painful two weeks and warn thousands of more virus-related deaths. The surge is coming, and it's coming pretty strong, this, the President said in the, in the White House briefing room in a lengthy press conference that lasted more than two hours. Um, the extension of the social distancing guidelines comes as Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and other public health officials on the White House Coronavirus Task Force ominously warned that even if the U.S. were to continue to do what it was doing, keeping the economy closed and most Americans in their homes, the coronavirus still leave 100,000 to 200,000 people in the United States dead and millions infected. Without any measures in place to mitigate the contagion's spread, those projections jumped to between 1.5 and 2.2 million deaths from COVID-19. You want to talk about some frightening numbers? I mean, come on. Here's what one exactly your are they ba- What are they basing those projections on? Well, here's on, one on, you on want to... Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, this is one you want to hear about. The SS Eisenhower, or Theodore Roosevelt aircraft carrier, 5,000 seamen on that boat are now uh, considered going under quarantine on the whole ship. The whole aircraft carrier is going to be infected. Found that out. So there you go. Ain't that some shit? How do you get quarantined in this thing on an aircraft carrier? Aren't those well, apparently somebody, wow. somebody came. Let me run through it again real quick and make sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the U.S. Theodore Roosevelt—they're saying they had to quarantine five thousand uh, people on it, the aircraft carrier. So <clears throat> I'll send you guys a link in the chat room. This is NBC News, but you know that's pretty fucked up. There you go. Fuck. Well, you know, living on board of one of them things, it's like living in a fucking sardine can. Well, you're you're pretty well stuck there. You know, can't can't go to run. You know. This is just amazing how this shit's going around, man. It's it's like, you know, even though I'm locking down in my house now and shit, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody out here. I still wonder, Fuck. 
But there again, you could have it not know for five or six days while it incubates, or 14 days or whatever. So who knows, man? It's fucking crazy. That's why I've been fucking saying, you know, there's no way of knowing whether you got it or not. You may not have any symptoms, but you may still carry the virus. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? But, you know, obviously, they're not going to test anybody if they're not symptomatic. That's what I, that's kind of, kind of bothers me a little bit, too. You know, you think they would head it off, they tested everybody, whether you had the symptoms or not, you know, to find if you do have it. That'd be more logical, wouldn't it? Yep. Now, of course, getting back to what I was, what I brought up a moment ago. Bear with me. I was eating a sandwich while everybody was, while that was being, while that thing about the aircraft carrier was brought up. But the White House is putting these numbers out. And according, like I said, according to Dr. Fauci, um, that even if the, the U.S. were to continue, to, to do what it, what it was doing, keeping the economy closed and most Americans in their homes, the coronavirus could still leave 100,000 to 240,000 people in the United States dead and millions infected. Now, what they said here is, without any measures in place to mitigate the contagion spread, those projections jump to 1.5 and 2.2 million deaths from COVID-19. Now, again, these are projections, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to figure out is what are they basing these projections on? The current number of in, uh, positive those positively tested, the number of deaths. I mean, where is this projection well, you know, coming from? Being that I'm into numbers like that, and numbers never lie, I think they're based it on the more they test, the larger the graph is going to grow exponentially, okay? The more they test, the more they test, the higher the graph goes. It's going to do that. I mean, I don't care what, I don't care what it is. If you're counting apples, if you're counting oranges, or if you're counting peanuts, it doesn't matter. The more peanuts you add to the graph, the more exponentially it's going to rise, okay? Now, if you never tested any, well, the graph would never rise, would it? Because there would be no there would be the unknown cases, but as they're testing more and more data, coming in every day, hell, probably every hour at this rate. Uh, yeah, that's where they're getting. Their, that's where they're getting their numbers at. Now, how can they project that a two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand people is going to kill? I think that's a little excessive because I heard earlier, I read earlier that CBS is is projecting uh, fake news. They're putting out videos. It's not even being recorded in the United States. It's recorded somewhere overseas. Okay. Oh, look at this. Look at the riot. Look I, at everything. Well, Gunslinger, Gunslinger I, I mentioned that the other night. CBS yeah, News yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is using footage from Italy and saying it's yeah, New Italy. York. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that right there is going to drive the numbers up without anything. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at that. My God, it's right here now. It's, it's, 
it's false news, obviously. They they shouldn't be doing that shit, man, because people's already in a in a panic, okay, as it is. Okay, I hate to do what I'm doing here, okay, but I better say sorry, but I mean, come on, think about it. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, I mean, we're dealing with a, with a lot of unknown variables in all of this, okay? I, I sat here and watched the stock market go up and down, up and down, up and down like a yo-yo, which I said would happen. I said this last night, that more than likely it will start out negative and go up and down, up and down, up and down. Kind of, kind of hard not to notice something like that, you know. But the reason I was able to be spot on with it is because you watch these numbers doing that on a, throughout throughout the time we've been dealing with coronavirus in this country, and you start to see a pattern. Well, guess what? That stock market pattern is going to go on the uptick. It's got to. Now, it may go down, but it'll go back up again. It'll be a yo-yo for a while. There's no other sense or buts about it. And I'm not the only one saying that either. You know, people in, you know, who deal with the stock market are even saying the same thing. They know this. Not a whole hell of a lot people can do about it. Not with the current situation. And the way I see it is this. We've got one of two choices. We've got a choice of either accepting the fact that, you know, this is something that, you know, we have we can't control it. We we though you know, the the John and Jane Q publics. All we can do is practice the social distancing, do the, you know, washing our hands, doing the, uh, the, the hand sanitizer bit. And if you have the mask and not that bird nose mask piece of shit, it, that's costume crap as far as I'm concerned. Uh and even wearing latex surgical gloves. I, I, I literally saw a guy pushing his, he's got one of these uh, fold-up shopping carts, like I do. I've got two of them, actually. They come in handy. He was pushing that cart with groceries in it, and he had surgical latex gloves and a mask on his face. Okay, he didn't have the gloves on his face. He had them on his hands, obviously. So let's not you know, get that confused. And I asked him, you know, I said, "Do you have enough of those latex gloves to to last you a while?" Well, apparently, about six months ago, he ordered. Get this, he ordered from a surgical supply company the same kind of surgical latex gloves that they use in the hospitals. He ordered a, a whole case of them. 
as far as the masks, he even got those around the same time, which, you know, I, I was like, why did you do that? He said, better safe than sorry. You know, like the old Boy Scout motto, be prepared. <coughs> Six months ago, did we hear about the uh, coronavirus in this country? Uh, to my, as I recall, uh, we hadn't really heard about it yet. If you go back six months, okay, that's going back into what? November, De- November, December, somewhere around there. Right around the time we hadn't heard about it yet. This is what he said to me. You know, we haven't heard, we didn't hear about it until after I ordered them. So he was just ordering them to have them on hand. I said, well, what do you do? He says, I, I used to be an EMS worker. I retired last year. He always had his own supply of those gloves. Oh, well. I asked him, I said, your hands are a lot smaller than mine, obviously. And he goes, yeah, they, you wouldn't be able to, you, you might get two fingers in into the glove at best. But that's the thing, you know, if people can do that, great, more power to them. Problem, I can't do that. Go ahead. Heard somebody breathe, like they were going to say something. No, 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 no. I'm just uh, from smoking. I guess I'm getting short of breath. I guess the corona's settling in. No comment. Yeah, uh, okay. hey, Mike, Mike, my last name is R E C K. Remember on the oh, will, thanks. okay? So make sure you stay oh, right. R E C K. Hey Boyd, Boyd, I wish you were closer. <laughs> I, I wish you were still working, Boyd, because I got a dirty trick that I wanted you to pull on somebody up in Wainwright. But it's, you're not you're not traveling anymore, so that's can't happen. Shit, I just got set up. I had a, He's doing it to everybody on, on his Facebook page. He put up. Uh, he had a problem with the commissary. He's the chaplain up there. And I know him, and uh, he's a friend. And he did a YouTube thing on what happened to him. At the, he tried buying toilet paper at the commissary at Fort Wainwright up in Alaska. Yeah. So, see, it? I just put it in the chat room. You see it? Hang on. And he's, ma- and he's making the video where he's, like, trying to hide in the car from the Army, you know, from the Department of the Army Police, you know, the hired, the renter cops yeah. that the Army has. And he said, hold on a second, yeah. hold on. He said, wait till he pass. But you get to watch the video, and he explains it. I was like, son of a bitch. I said, and the first thing I thought of is, too bad Boyd wasn't close. I'd fix him for that. But anyways, but he's the chaplain. Well, you know what? At least he's got a sense of humor. That's all right. He's a... But he's a good guy, a really good guy. And he collects military stuff like I do, but his focus is chaplain items. Talk about yeah. a narrow focus of military collectibles. And he's got an unbelievable collection. But he is an Army chaplain. He used to be down at Fort Leonardwood. He used to be down there by you, Ron. Yeah. And, ah, uh, Fort Leonardwood misery. Yep. That's what and, my brother uh, called it when he was there. 
He's a really, really a, a great, great guy. And I had a, a chaplain, a good friend of mine, who's now, you know, he's retired from the military. And Father Peter is an ordained Greek priest. And he used to be the chaplain for two special forces bases in Afghanistan. And you know the portable church that they give these guys? It's a little... It's a it's a back it fits in a backpack. It's so that you can hold a service in the field. You know what I mean, for the troops. So everything's yeah. compact, condensed, and everything. Well, when he left, it's almost like a coffin left, in a way. Well, it's so you take it out the chalices, they have the crucifix, everything you need to hold a service in the field. Mm. It's like a portable yeah. church. It fits in a little case. <laughs> so, anyways, when he left Afghanistan, he left it with another chaplain in Afghanistan that needed it. So then he came back and and. And my buddy asked me, he said, Mike, well, in your travels, can you, I need this, this, and this. I want to put together another. So that way, when I go to visit somebody in a hospital or anything, that way I have my traveling kit that I'm used to in the Army. And so for two years, I've been looking for one and not very easy to find. So about four months ago, I contacted, you know, Chaplain Densford and, and, uh, and son of a gun, he back and forth. He had the parts I needed. He had the parts that my my friend needed. My pre, my priest. So I put a, the two of them in touch with each other, and he sent them everything. Mailed it down here to New York to him from Alaska. And uh, Father Peter called me up and said, you know, I asked him a price. I want to know how much so I can pay him. And and I said, well, I, I don't know. He didn't tell me. I, Father, Father Densford, the Army chaplain in Alaska, gave it to him for nothing. He said, nope, here. He said, you've taken care of the guys and you left your set behind. Don't worry about it here. And replaced everything you needed. He's a great, great guy. Good, good guy. But but I didn't expect that video coming out of him from going to the commissary. Did you see it, Boyd? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm having a tough time listening to it. But, yeah, oh. I see it. I'll... Uh... I'll watch it when we're done here. Yeah. It's uh, his page. So what would that's you his, th- That's his page. That's his, so you can see his page if you if you ever run into him or anything up, up in Alaska or you're ever up in Fairbanks. So you can send him a request. He'll see your friends with me and he'll, you know, he's a good, a really good guy. He's like an old school chaplain, yeah. the way we remember them, you know. Uh-huh. Well, when you get a chance, watch the video. It's too long. He goes into a complete explanation of what happened to him just to buy a couple of packs of toilet paper. Yeah. Did and he the clerk uh, called the MPs? The clerk called the MPs. Because he was because he was buying two? I, I, don't, I don't know. Because of the corona shit going on. But, but anyways... When you get a chance later, watch it. You know. Yeah, I'm having a tough time with the volume right now. Oh. Well, I'm watching this video. These people are arch criminals. Dishonest <laughs> criminals. Chaplin and his wife by a toilet yeah, paper. Can you imagine? Yeah. On an army base. Really? <clears throat> well, I don't know. Wayne well, they, is that Air Force would... or Army and Air Force? I don't know. Yeah, but they're doing they're they're doing one was being a customer, another one was being a customer, even though they're both married together. 
God so if shit. you're married together, you got to file toilet paper jointly. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's it. Well, that, uh, doesn't that give you the right if you have two military IDs? I don't know. So I, who, who fucking knows, man? People are getting really retarded over this shit. Yes. Uh, the price of it, even rubbing alcohol, hand sanitizers. It, it, I looked at both Amazon and eBay, and wow, man, unavailable and what is available outrageously fucking high. I've seen I'm seeing auctions on eBay right now for one bottle of fucking seventy one percent alcohol is up at forty four dollars right now on an auction. Forty four dollars. Seventy-one percent alcohol. Yeah. <clears throat> Why is eBay allowing them to even do that? I mean, well, they can do it. It's that's not retarded. It, but it's an item. It doesn't matter, George. It's it's, it's an item that can be sold. Uh, but but Amazon has put the brakes on a lot of this shit. They're telling you now on a lot. If you look at on Amazon and try to buy rubbing alcohol, it'll tell you for military or hospital use only. So you had to be either with a hospital or military or something like that, you know, to get anything on, you know, from them as far as that goes. Alcohol-wise and hand sanitizer and shit like that. So I don't, you know. Well, you know, here's, well, a, here's, a, here's, here's an idea. I mean, nobody ever thought. Maybe I shouldn't mention it. But, you know, and speaking of the alcohol, you said it was $44 for a bottle of, of that alcohol. You can right. go to the liquor store and get you a cheap whiskey. That's seventy percent. They say vodka. Vodka works. Even vodka. Anything that has yeah. a high alcohol. Well, seventy percent alcohol. Everclear. Everclear. I, got, I mean, anything. I got that two has, bottles yeah. of Everclear here. Uh-huh. There you go. Hand sanitizer right there. Well, I got about four bottles of ninety-one percent alcohol under my kitchen cabinet. I got a bottle of seventy-one sitting here on my desk. I got hand sanitizer in my shop. I got hand sanitizer in all the vehicles. So I've had this shit forever. You know, this is way before this shit ever came on. Because, like I said, I live on a farm. I buy in bulk. I buy by the case. That way, I don't have to run to town every fucking week. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the whole idea of it. So, you know, like toilet paper, I buy it by the cases. I don't buy it by the. It's a four pack fucking deal, you know? I mean, I wasn't expecting, you know, this to cap come on. It's, nobody expected this. This is bam, here I am. You know, what do you do? Wah! First thing was toilet paper. Fuck the food. Don't need no food. I need toilet paper first. And like 9-11. When 9-11 hit, people weren't going for toilet paper. They are going for gasoline. Yeah. They went shit over gasoline. I'm like, wow. So, but you know, there's the news reports are saying now this, there's more people going to die now for this compared to 9-11, you know. And they're saying, what, maybe a million people could die in this country? That's their estimates. They're estimates, you know. I hope not. I hope not. But well, those are best. estimates. I mean, those yeah. are just estimates. I mean, that, you know, I could say, well, gee whiz, the uh, asteroid's going to hit the Earth tomorrow. That's just my estimate, my guesstimation. Right. right. I guess. But the, I the don't, I don't see the numbers. hundred people tested positive on there, so, you know. I don't see bad. the numbers of deaths. I don't see the numbers of I, I wish If you go through the chat room, I forget where that map is that I put up as of today, New York City. Look at how many people are infected, and I think that, George, didn't that map also show how many total deaths there were in New York City for those numbers? Uh, I think it did, and and the deaths were nowhere near the amount of people that were infected, so they weren't relative, you know what I mean? 
It wasn't like thousand infected and well, they're not. They're not in other words, right there again, they're not showing how many people's recovering. The, the cycle of this is about seven days yeah. due to sickness. You know, so I don't know. Is it something? It ain't the numbers. I don't know ain't if working. we're gonna have a million. I don't know if we're gonna have a. I, 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 I don't know. think so. And not, not at the rate that we're seeing the infections and and people that are surviving it. Right. That's what I'm saying. The the, the survival rate's eighty percent. You know. Yeah. So, so, so they're saying in New York, it's I'm putting the uh, link in the, the link to the map in the chat room because it was way back there. So I I didn't want it to get lost in the mix while we're talking about it. Um, all it said here is percent of patients testing positive for COVID nineteen. By zip code in New York City, as of March 31, 2020. Nothing about the about uh, about the death rate. Nothing about death rate. All right. Shit. But Ron, that's an up-to-date map showing the, how many people are testing positive in New York City. Right. Dark purple well, is you're in deep shit. You're gonna be you're gonna be sick. You're not gonna feel good. No Bernie, no Bernie get-togethers for you. We're your Bernie bros. Nope. That's a pretty widespread, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder why it's concentrated on the right-hand side. Where the fuck is? I figure I figured there'd be more in Manhattan than Chinatown. I'm not being a well, wise saying it's going to spread you know out. What I mean? You're saying it's going to spread out. Why is there just? Why is there just a big clump on the bottom over on the right over there? In Queens and shit. That's weird. Well, yeah, remember, New York's a high concentration of people. You got a lot of people huh? crammed in there. Well, that's what I was saying. But in one area, there's, crammed, there's people all over the fucking place. Staten Island, too, they're crammed in. The Bronx, Brooklyn... Is it by maybe they're not telling us? Is it a poverty level because of housing developments? Is that a higher percentage? Maybe. Well, we can't talk about that. That's not politically correct. Well, fuck. Who cares if it's for? I, I wonder. Hmm. I doubt if the housing the housing authority in New York City gives a shit. You know? Do you think they really think they have teams working in those buildings, disinfecting those elevators and the stairs and everything every day? No, I doubt it. De Blasio gives a shit. If de Blasio gave a crap one way or the other, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the fucking guy... Yes, it would. I mean, his level of compassion uh, is to find people for not practicing social distancing. Hundreds of dollars. Not staying home. Finding them hundreds of dollars. Well, he, ne- so. he has to. 
He has to. Nobody's working. Nobody's buying shit. City's not getting any money. Yeah. Yeah, but that's his that's his level of compassion, is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And then for De Blasio, uh, Mike, I think you pointed this out the other night, and bears repeating. He called the, the New York Army National Guard not military. Yeah. Does this fucking dickhead not know what the military that, that 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 it says on the National Guard uniform, U.S. Army? Yes, they're New York Army National Guard, but they're still part of the United States Army. Obviously, De Blasio doesn't understand that idea. So his his compassion. Doesn't exist. He doesn't have compassion. He has dollar signs. He doesn't have any knowledge. He's dumber than a box of ancient fucking rocks. So, please. De Blasio is about as smart. As a fart. <laughs> and that's not saying very much. Now, one thing's for certain. There, there has to be a breaking point for people who are stuck in the house all the time. I'm afraid that people are going to, you know, especially those who are alone. Okay, and I'm not saying this because I am. I'm saying this. There, are, there are people in this fucking country that are, that sit in their house that don't have that don't have a family, don't have a spouse, and. <sighs> There's going to be that percentage of people who are going to end up cutting their, ending up offing themselves because they can't handle the alone time. I know that's morbid to say, but it's reality. Depression. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, each person, you know, there's different levels of depression, okay? But at some point, that, le- that depression is going to peak. You know, like with me, my depression, I, I suffer from PTSD and depression. My depression, the only way, the, the, the level it peaks at is I'm sitting here, the TV's turned off, there's no computer on, no lights on, and I'm sitting here, twiddling my thumbs. That's all I'm doing. Or I'm or I take the 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 blankets, pull them over my head and just stay in bed. How many the worst case scenario minute? is somebody Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just wondering cuz I'm pretty good at it. I practice a lot of twiddling. I mean, 
How many twiddles per minute are you able to do uh, complete when you? I don't know. I never actually counted. Yeah, I, you got to count. I, I never really know. gave it much thought. Yeah, I mean, if you can do a hundred twiddles, if you can do a hundred twiddles per minute, you're doing pretty fucking good. But it takes practice. You gotta, you gotta be pretty fast. All I know is my thumbs can go pretty fast around each other, and that's that's all I need to know. Yeah, Yeah, that's all. Arthritis sucks. As you get older, it's harder to twiddle. But anyways, you can. I, I swear, eventually I'm gonna we're gonna be able to go back to the to, to, to the PCFOA. I will come down to Peekskill, and I swear I'm gonna remember this, and I'm going to give you a Gibbs a Gibbs to the nozzle slap in the back of the nose. Just to remind you that you that, that you were a, a, you were a jokester. A twiddle certificate. We'll need a twiddle certificate. Yep. <laughs> Hey, I has been found things. confident and capable of twiddling at a rate of yes, we can do this. Oh man, no comment though. <laughs> I'm not saying any more on this. <laughs> oh shit! I mean seriously, dude. Twiddling one's thumbs. Wow, riveting. I'm bored. Funny, but riveting. Warm. Yeah. What I'm, but but you know, all jokes aside, um, I was talking to a to a friend of mine on Skype this morning, and he even brought up the same thing. How long was it going to be before people start committing suicide because they can't leave their homes? Because they're afraid of catching coronavirus and they, and they can't handle it. You know, that's that's one thing that I don't think anyone's really given a second thought to. Because there are people out there who, if you're cooped up in the house too long, they go start raving Looney Tunes and they end up, you know, killing themselves or trying to. And this is why I, I tell people, you know, make a phone call. Go knock on their door. You don't have to go in. Just knock on their door <clears throat> to make sure that to see if they're home. To, and, and 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 after you knock on that door, you say, "So and so, if you're in there, I need to hear your voice. I need to know you're okay." You know. See now, Ron's wife. I could see Ron's wife pulling this routine with her girlfriend. Ron, are you there? This is something I Yo, Rick, you're being paged. Yeah, George, take a look in the chat room. I mean, after being cooped up with, with, you know, Ron's wife being with him for that many days, all locked up, and I I could see her doing that. That would be, yep. Hey, listen, folks, I'm going to put this up on the screen. 
Because if I'm going to get a laugh out of it, you should too. Okay? Uh, so hang on a second here. Uh, uh-oh. Where did, where, there it is. Oh, wrong thing. Uh, no, it's this one. Okay. Let's take a look at that. And for those of you on the radio side, it's two women sitting in the kitchen. A blonde and a, I guess she's a, a redhead, a dark redhead. The blonde says, where's your husband? The other woman says, in the garden. The blonde says, I didn't see him. The other one says, you need to dig a little. And I don't know if I got hurt. Boy, your background is, 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 is killer. That was funny, though. I don't know if anybody heard me just now. Yeah, we did. We did. We need to dig okay. a little. <laughs> Shit. And there's yeah. another one. This is the... the... Oh, no. Those people that are... Those you got another are, one? Oh, yeah. Somebody that uh, was a little Debbie's fan. All right, hang on a second here. Close up some of these tabs. And then I saw and... a one. Ron, are you back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I, I had to get about... water. I found a cartoon regarding Lady Gaga, too. You're going to like this oh, one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's a coronavirus uh, yeah. by itself. Yeah. But here, George, you see you see Little Debbie? Uh, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm sharing <laughs> it on the video feeds right now. Uh, right. Now, for folks, you know what the Little Debbie's snack cakes uh, image looks like, right? <laughs> well, this, you got a picture this. Quarantine day one. Little Debbie... Snack cakes looks pretty normal. Unfortunately, after 14 days, she went from being Little Debbie to Big Deborah snacks, and God, she turned into a porker. <laughs> yeah, she's a big one. You know what we call those? those this is what you, know you need call those to avoid when you're in for 14 days. Yeah. You know what we call those fucking things around here? Those Little Debbie snack cakes? You know what we call them? Fat what? cakes. Remember oh, fat cakes? <laughs> Well, you know, well, you know, Lady Gaga, you know, Lady Gaga, and all the talk with the toilet paper and everything else. Here's the new, the new version that's going to be out after the shortages are done with. There you go, Ron. Take a look at that picture. All right. Uh, No more Lady Gaga. I got to keep that shit. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Lady Kaka. Take a look for those of you watching on the video platforms, take a look at this. I swear to God. Just, I gotta go I gotta get my wife off right where you back. come. Oh, you have to go get your wife. Bringing his wife. That means she's going to, oh, brother. Oh, 
Do you think she Lady Gaga fans? Yeah, I think he's going to want her to see Lady Gaga. Yeah. Or the I mean, I'm showing the other one. Picture. Or uh, the garden. That'll. Yep. Yeah. That's, someone's creative. That's pretty creative with the toilet paper. I would have never thought of that. She told me to send it to her, so I'll send it to her. <laughs> Uh, and, and we put a we put a joke in there, uh, which would be your wife after being confined with you and quarantined for a long time. That was uh, it was a couple of pictures back. Take a look up above, like two or three. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Where's your garden? husband in the garden? Yeah. yeah, I don't see him. You need to dig a little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, my 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 point of it is, you know, look, stay home. Just fucking stay home. If you want to get retarded, whatever, go get retarded. But you know, don't go outside to do it. You know what I mean? You just have to, you know, you know, fight yeah. the good fight. You know, people saying, "Oh, I have mental condition." Oh, fuck, I don't buy that shit. I don't care. Hey, that, that, hey, if you do, go outside. What do you want to do? Get fucking retarded in here? You going to die for it? You know, suffer and die. You know, I don't have no sympathy for people who go outside. I don't, because you, you know you shouldn't do it. I mean, I hate it too. I, I think it's. I mean, I still get outside my farm here. But I got eighteen point four fucking acres. Okay. Like the wrong so let, you know what I mean? So Ron, let, let me get this straight. Nobody should go outside at all. This includes going right. to the store if they have to, going That's to the right. pharmacy to get their medication, or seeing That's the doctors. Right. Should have done did it. I'm being serious. I'm not joking. I'm being serious too. You should have done did it. You can't leave it a convenience. And what if the, the, and the, what if the doctor tells you during this coronavirus you have to come back and see them in two months? Okay, now, okay. you're going right, to fine. You're going to tell the doctor that's fine. You, I'm go not ahead and go. My go ahead and go, and then you get the virus, and I don't want to hear it. That's why I look at it. You know better. That's what. Well, you I don't think anybody's going to tell you anyway. What? Do what? I said I don't think people will tell you anyway. No, nobody's gonna tell me shit because I'm a little smarter than a lot of people. But that's the nice point. Common sense. It's called common sense, George. A lot of people don't fucking have that. They're lacking that part. I see kids. Well, I drove in town the other day. I seen kids down there playing basketball and tennis and shit. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, you shouldn't be doing this shit. I, I know it sucks, and I know you want to do it. it. It's not fun. I get that. You know, like my doctor's office. You can't walk in that motherfucker. You can't do it. You know, I had to go see him the other day. It, it wasn't going inside. You just want to see my face. That's all we need to do, you know. That's how it's getting. This is a dangerous fucking epidemic, man. This shit don't fuck around. It don't play. It don't I understand that. But at the same time, too, even Dr. Fauci said, if you have to go to the store, that's fine. If you have to go to, the, to pick up medication at the pharmacy, that's fine. You do that. If you have to go see that. a doctor, you do that. But if you could have stored but, up that shit you needed and didn't have to, it's better yet, don't you think? Yeah, if you could have that. Like in New York, okay, it, like in the city of New York, okay, it, look how many people are there. You have so many people stuck together in a little fucking spot, really. Like New Orleans, why, why do you think it's so outbroke there? They had Mardi Gras. Somebody was infected, passed around everybody. It's all crammed in together. Anytime you get a bunch of people cramming together, you got one sick motherfucker, and they can go airborne or whatever, you know, contact, which go, it bounces around like a fucking basketball, man. You know, some people are getting sick. 
but they're saying they're saying that social distancing is working. You know, people staying home. So, you know, you just got to stay home unless you have to necessarily necessarily have to go somewhere. You know, I mean, I don't say just jump in your fucking car or walk down the street and get a fucking hamburger or some stupid shit like that. That's stupid. That's not important to me, you know. But my point is people should stay home more. They don't need to go out and fucking go fucking around. But people are still doing it. They're still fucking going out fucking around. And they're saying, well, the, the, here's what they say. Oh, it ain't ever going to happen to me. It's never going to happen to me. Well, you know, this shit ain't fucking around. This is something bad. And I don't believe it came from the fucking wet market either. That's another little thing I don't fucking buy. So, you know, well, call me fucking Ron, Look, you it, know, you, uh, it came from China. That much we know for certain. Yeah, I got that, but I'm not buying a wet market part. No, I ain't Because they're, they're known liars. I, they're known liars. I wouldn't, if they're saying it's coming from the wet market, I don't know. I doubt it. I sincerely they doubt it. They have three bio labs. Plus that here, three bio labs. God. You know, what the you know, who knows? Plus they, the wet markets. Go ahead. Plus the wet markets. They, you know, people need. To, you know, people want to see them shut down. I mean, honestly, bat for for dinner. That ain't the other white meat of a chicken, you know. And God only knows what is in that meat. What they've been infected with. So, who knows? Right, there was a study it in the medical is, journal. It, there was a study in the medical uh, journal that came out, George, uh, New York Post. It says coronavirus death rate much lower than previously reported. It's got a video with it. You know, this, so this just came out. This is the first that I'm seeing this one. I don't know what this medical journal is that they're quoting. I never heard of it. What's the name of the medical journal? It says The Lancet Infectious Diseases. Uh, Put the link in for the site, for the the article on the page. It says it's going to be much lower, death rates much lower than, and figures between 2%... Is much lower than figures between two and three point four percent that have come out of China, which is according to CNN. Ay caramba! No, I didn't say ay caramba for that. I, I, the the video. I went to stop the video. It stopped and then it started up automatically, and the 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 volume was so loud it damn near made me deaf. I hate these automatic starting videos. They're pain in my fucking balls. Let me see something here. Well, I'm going to search the Lancet uh, infectious diseases. Uh, according to this, the Lancet is a weekly peer-reviewed general medical journal. It is among the world's oldest, most prestigious, and best-known general medical journals. The journal was founded in 1823 by Thomas Wakeley, an English surgeon who named it after the surgical instrument called a lancet, as well as after the architectural 
term lancet window, a window with a, with a sharp pointed arc to indicate the light of wisdom or to let light in, to let in light, sorry. So this is a medical journal. I mean, me personally, I, I, don't, I don't read medical journals. I don't, get, I don't even get medical journals, so I wouldn't even know this existed right. until now. But apparently, it's well. Obviously, it is because I, I, I just here. Wait a minute. Tell you what. 